All right. Well, I'm ready to fill my pockets with beans and start recording this thing. If y'all are, I was, I was literally just about to just start, and then you, you <laughs> spoke. Hello, and welcome to episode 137 of the Gaming Fix podcast on this. September 5th, 2020. I am your host, Andre Cole, aka your partner's favorite chicken chaser. I am joined today by Alex. I can't remember any characters from Fable. And Pat there is also was, joining us today. There's the one in the arena, the guy you have to fight, Jack of Blades. Is that what is his name? Hey. Something. He's not in the arena. He's Blades. like the big bad of the entire first game. Oh, Jack I thought of, you. A Jack yeah. of Blades, I think. Yeah. yeah. What, what, yeah. what was something? LV Gray? Something Gray? Oh, Lady. Lady. Was it like Lady Gray? I don't know. And Fable yeah. fucking like rules. The... Every time we talk about Fable, I'm like, you know, I should I should reinstall, I should install Fable. I should play that that Lost Chapters I've, Anniversary Edition. I've got it. I, I should go it's back on Game to Pass. Back to so. play through it. Well, I, I own it on Steam, but that's good too. Uh, hey, if you can play Fable: The Lost Chapters on Game Pass, you should play Fable: The Lost Fable. Chapters on Game Pass. F- Fable is like one of the games that I look at and go, like, kids today don't understand. <laughs> like you were, you, you should have been born ten years earlier. Skyrim. Um, you know, <laughs> Skyrim is one of my favorite games ever. I understand that there's mixed feelings about it on this show, but. Skyrim and Oblivion are two of my, and Morrowind are three of my favorite games ever. I might have fonder re- rear view of Fable because I haven't played it in a long time. Sure. Like Skyrim, I've played pretty recently, and I don't think it has aged super well. And Fable probably hasn't either, but since I haven't played it recently, uh, I wonder, it's like in my head, it's like, oh, Fable was just perfect. There was nothing wrong with Fable 1. I think Fable just had a lot pies. more, yeah, Fable just had a lot more personality. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of agree. I think that it depends on the kind of personality you're looking for. I mean, so, like, Elder Scrolls They're very is, different games. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah, and Elder Scrolls so. is the kind of thing, Fable has more personality that's, like, easily accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, th- the thing about the Elder Scrolls is that I've read, like, books set in the universe of the Elder Scrolls and like gone through the archives and read a significant chunk of the lore books from the first and second Elder Scrolls games. And I've read significant chunk of the lore books in game and the other games. So I have a picture of the history of Tamriel in my head when I play those games and like know in time where the events are occurring. So to me, it has a lot of personality, but that's just because I've done so much reading about that world, which the games don't really convey in their like, actual yeah, plots but, but fable's got fart jokes so. exactly yeah and so fable has the like <laughs> on its face like silliness and fun so yeah great game yeah. very good game uh game of the that generation uh, on the xbox uh, and the playstation 2 possibly it's up there that, or, yeah, is up it, there. It, it is certainly in my top 10 of all time but uh that's another podcast Oh, he, are we that doing we'll a top ten of do. all time? Oh, we can right we, 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 we we knock that out right now. Uh, right it would be a lot like, easier if it was just the three of us. Number one, Star Trek Voyager Elite Force. No, but that's probably in the top one hundred. That game's cool. Attacking the power of Juju. No, that game <laughs> is not on the list at all. <laughs> no, it's not. 
I'll take a voodoo right. Vince before I take attack on the power of Juju. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. You, bo- just, you both brought a game that I, I would not take over those, but it sounds like it's actually really good. I like it a lot. Uh, it is uh, perhaps. Uh oh. <laughs> I mean, Andre doesn't like it. Really any games. good. Really good is a strong uh, way to say that, in my opinion. I, I am enjoying it. I am enjoying Aven- Marvel's Avengers. Yeah. More than I enjoyed the beta, which I thought was a steaming pile of doo doo. And this is like less doo-doo and less steaming. Uh, it's, it is a functional game that is, despite me having my misgivings, I have played through the entire story. I am still messing around with the post-game story stuff that pops up. Post-game? You mean you're in the game now? <laughs> yeah. The, the real Avengers starts here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but... I, I think there are a lot of problems with the game that I hope they fix. And I don't think it's like the most fun, but it's en- like it's engaging enough to keep me playing it. I think a lot, a huge part. So like generally I'm, I am on the flip side, really, really enjoying it, but I also don't think it is a game that, um, that you will enjoy unless you have a lot of, uh, I don't think it's a game that you will really enjoy unless you have a lot of uh reverence for the characters already um because i think it's strongest one of its strongest suits from a from the campaign perspective is uh the way that it that they cast and 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 wrote those characters because i think they did a very good job in that department which is kind of wild to me because i was not (laughs) expecting that to be the thing they marketed it so poor they marketed those characters so poorly yes they did it the, the 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 marketing really buried the lead on what this game what this game's narrative campaign is um which is you know i'm not i'm not speaking to quality when i say this but it has like a uh eh, i don't know i was going to say it almost has like a like kind of a bioware feel of like you're walking around the ship between missions and then you're hitting a table and you're going to do missions it doesn't have dialogue trees at all it's like splinter um, cell blacklist sure <laughs> oh no <laughs> um <laughs> uh, I don't think Blacklist was that bad. Um, I've never finished it. Just played never enough it to get to the bit where I you've got the plane and you can walk around on the plane yeah. and talk to people. And then but, you go to like a big satellite image of the earth and then you pick missions from it. But it's anyway, the same game. I think it's, it's a pretty high quality story. I think the voice actors do a incredibly good job with the script. And I think the script itself is pretty decent. So there's a lot of stuff there to like, I think like gameplay wise, it is a game that, um, I was thinking about this the other day. Destiny is a kind of thing where when you jump into Destiny, it instantly feels really good. Like it feels like, oh, I'm shooting this pistol and this pistol feels great to shoot. Um, and I think one of the things that I've always struggled with with Destiny is that that sort of feeling is always present, but it doesn't necessarily change. Like it's shooting the guns always feel good and certainly there's variety in the guns but the verbs are very similar in a way that i think a lot of people get into some of the nuance in how the damages work and stuff but to me it's always you hold down the right mouse button then you click the left mouse button um and uh there's nothing wrong with that because i also play a lot of modern warfare where you do the same thing (laughs) so i'm certainly not deriding that at all 
one of the things I like about Avengers is while the game doesn't feel as good as something like Destiny to play when you start playing it, as I go down some of those skill trees and look at the ways that you can expand the characters, and as I start to understand more about their move sets, it feels like they start off feeling very similar and then start to kind of diamond out as you, or I should say, fan out because I don't know that they come back together to a point as you understand more about their kits, which I think is cool to me and it makes it feel like there's some real variety there. Um, so I, I think from a, that's why I'm enjoying kind of moving forward and getting more powerful over time uh, because of that progression. Uh, who are you liking playing as the most at this point? We've both finished the story. So we yeah. both have all the characters unlocked. I like, um, I think I still like Black Widow the most. I think she might still be my favorite. Um, I don't love Thor. Uh, I need to play more with him. The, one of my bigger criticisms of the story narrative part of the game is there's two things that really bother One that really bothered me, the other that I think just was a little disappointing. Because of the nature of reassembling the Avengers, you get certain characters so late that it doesn't feel like you're given an opportunity to really engage with them. And Thor in particular to me feels like they give him this really great introductory sequence. And then you just don't really see him <laughs> um, nope. as like a character you interact with for like the rest of the game, which was weird. I mean, he's there in the final mission, but I was kind of like, man, he's like one of my favorite characters and he doesn't really What's funny is he has a fair bit of dialogue that pops up from time to time yep. post game. So it's not like he doesn't have any characterization. The person, I forget who does his voice, but like he's written as snappily and performs as well as the rest of the characters. But uh, yeah, it's weird. So I, I haven't had much of a chance to play with him, but I like Black Widow the most, I think. Yeah. And um, mm -hmm. I like Cap well enough too. Mm -hmm. Uh Thor's iconic mission is pretty interesting uh, and silly. Uh, every character, once you get them, gets like an iconic mission and quest line to like get a cosmetic and maybe some gear for those characters and mm -hmm. kind of gives you a little story about them. So uh, the Thor one is pretty interesting and I, goofy. I started it in a, we were, I was playing with my friend. Um, I would highly recommend if you can, don't play just play the like single player campaign first before you jump into multiplayer because it feels yeah. really disjointed to go from single player to multiplayer if you haven't finished the campaign. I knew what was coming in the story from a like, well, obviously this is going to happen. Obviously this is going to happen because of what's on the box. Um, but uh, it pops a big warning that's like there will be spoilers if you play Avengers Initiative before you finish the story. Um, and uh, so we started Thor's iconic mission. And then my friend got disconnected and then because uh, we were playing with somebody else who kicked off the mission and my friend got disconnected. And then I was like, I'm just going to leave because I don't want to do this. <laughs> I I did like the quick match and I got matched with someone who's like, we're both like power level at 20 at this point because this is a service game with loot and uh, you've got character yeah, levels score. where your skill yeah. points and gear score and so our gear score was like 20 and then they started a mission that was like power level like 35 that was that did we couldn't do it yeah yeah which was uh, yeah. just a silly um i will say as like one of the biggest 
complainers about um, gear score and loot grinds. I like how, and I understand that this exists in other games, so I'm not saying it's this is unique, but they surface the math pretty transparently, so you can kind of see that that power level that gives like the sort of flat boost to stuff. Um, it doesn't feel quite as arbitrary to me as it does. in like, for example, like uh, I played ghost recon Breakpoint this year, that game, the number doesn't I mean, they don't tell you anything about what the number means. It's just, and it turns out if you do the digging, it's like the number is literally just a number that has thresholds. And when you hit certain thresholds, then enemies at different thresholds do less damage to you. And that's even if your guns are like your guns factor into that. It's not just an armor rating, um, which is real dumb. And I, I like that Avengers actually has like math behind it. It's, it's a, it's a real, like you do X number of damage per punch and your power level can is, is affects that damage number along with other stats, which is cool. Um, so yeah. I'm I'm kind of liking that part of it, even though that was the part that I was the least excited about. They also, I I think the marketing did a disservice for this game with like the Kamala Khan stuff, especially yeah. with how they initially marketed it with like here are all the Avengers that you already know because you spent the last decade plus watching the MCU or whatever when they announced it, probably about a decade by the time they announced it, mm-hmm. and. Then they, you know, they have these people sit down and talk about how Iron Man wears a mask. Thanks, Nolan North. Um, and then they've got like Thor barely like in the game, like in that yep. main story narrative portion. And then Kamala Khan is the driving force of that. And it's just she never shows up in yeah. like the marketing, really, except like as a like kind of a hint is like a wink and a nod to like people who are really fans, but you don't get the sense of how important she is to yeah. the story. Cause and she's really good. And I like that they center center her as much as they do. Um, because, um, she's, she's just, the, she's portrayed really well. She's written really well. She has some genuinely like moving moments, I think in that story. Yep. Um, I personally liked the way that they didn't, dive deep into her backstory and mm-hmm. like it's present. They certainly weren't like shying away from, I mean, this anything, game is not but, built for that really. Um, but I, I like that. And this is a thing that I think other people might criticize it for it. And it's fine if they do, cause I think it's reasonable. Um, but, but I liked that it sort of assumed that you had read some comic books. Um, that was like appealing to me as someone who has, um, mm-hmm. so, uh, that stuff was, was, was really good and she's just a really good character. Um and I love the the final mission in that game is infuriating. I won't spoil anything. The final mission is infuriating. I was like raging out to Andre because I think it is like really poorly put together from a gameplay perspective. Um but the there are act- lots of missions that I think are poorly put together from a game. Well the issue is <laughs> this is my biggest criticism of the game, which doesn't matter now that I'm out of the story. But they have. There are multiple times in the game where they say you, you're going to have to play as this one character, or you're going to be playing this one character paired with this other one character. And it feels like they didn't actually adapt the way they designed the combat encounters to the fact that you have specific characters. So, like, mm-hmm. they will give you Hulk, who is 
good at fighting big enemies because he can kind of stand there and take a lot of hits. And, um, he's, he, he like does a fair bit of damage, but mostly his, his benefit is like, he can just stand in the path of a flamethrower and get roasted and he's fine. Yeah. Um, and so you can use him to smash, uh, the big robots and then they're like, okay, here's a big robot. You've killed it. Okay. Here's four flying enemies. And it's mm-hmm. like, why did you spawn these when you know I have the Hulk who the only way I can deal with flying enemies is by pulling up chunks of earth and throwing them at them. And as all four of them are shooting at me and it interrupts my aim, it's mm-hmm. like really frustrating to do that. It's not even that it's particularly hard because you can usually just do some movement stuff and get into a yeah. position where you can kill them. It's just not fun. It's like, why are you yeah. breaking up the me slamming my fists into huge enemies with like it- flying drones now? Um, it feels like they deliberately designed some levels that were that are specifically meant for individual characters like for Hulk or for Iron Man. And then they say, OK, Iron Man can fly. But what if you had to stand in this six foot circle yeah, exactly and to fight waves of enemies and you can't leave the circle? And it's but particularly frustrating. Why? There's a mission with Iron Man that fucking rules that is solo early on where they don't do any of that bullshit. And. There's like really cool moments. Um, it's designed for Iron Man. Yes. And, and if they had done that with those like sort of solo missions. So anyway, at the end of the game, you're basically nine times out of 10 when they force you to play a specific character. I think it's not great. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there's two missions that I like the Iron Man one and the one where they introduce um, uh, Nat is pretty good. The Black Widow. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, that, that one uh, was actually good. Yes. Um Basically, like the missions where they introduce, well, the Thor one's good too. The missions where they introduce the characters are fine. It's it's when after that there's there's moments where they ask you to do missions that should be for four characters, and they have you do them with one or two. Um, yeah. And the final uh, mission of the game do, does that multiple times, and it's frustrating as hell. Uh, and also the cool moments that should be awesome. There's times when I was like. Also, it popped a fucking tutorial in the final mission <laughs> for how jump pads for, work. Which oh, I was I like, no, I I've been that. jumping on these things for 20 hours. Of course, I understand I, how they work. What are you doing? Uh, the, so, the tutorialization yeah. is very strange and disjointed and oddly paced. And yeah, but otherwise, know, it's all over the place for this I, game. I think the story is really good. The only two. I think there are like probably three or four missions that I didn't like, but the only there was only a couple that I found actively frustrating to play because of that. The other ones were just like, this is not fun, but whatever. Uh, And then once you get into the multiplayer stuff, I think the way the characters can interact is really cool. Um, And the ways the moment that I had that was like a marketing moment I mentioned in our chat, like my buddy and I were playing and we had a big encounter I was playing as Hulk. Um, we had a big, huge encounter. There was a, there were a couple of big robots and then a bunch of smaller enemies. And we had two AI companions. The two AI went after the smaller enemies. My buddy was playing Iron Man and there were a ton of flying guys. And I was like, Hey, can you take out the flyers? And, and he was like, yep, I'm on it. And then he like jetted off into the fast flight and started circling and like killing the flyers while I smashed the the bigger robots on the ground and this, and like Nat and, Kamala kept the the smaller enemies off of both of us and it was really cool like it it was it was that moment of like now I understand why this is a multiplayer game um because they really did 
make the characters good at doing different things, even if they don't feel radically different to play all the time. And, um, and that was really cool. So I'm, I'm excited to keep going with that stuff and I'm excited to see what the sort of higher tier content looks like. I think it's going to be very repetitive to get there because that grind seems really long. So, um, I think if you're, it's going to be a good, good one to watch TV shows with and stuff, but, um, but yeah, overall I'm pretty positive on it and we'll, and really looking forward to see how they refine it over time. Yeah, I, I am not hating it as much as I don't know why I bought it, but I'm not hating it as much as I expected to. Uh, there are still performance problems on the PS4 version, but it's not unplayable. And it, it ran hopefully at, on PS5. It'll be better. <laughs> I know that there's still people that have that have performance issues. My friend has is not having a problem either. I think most I think it's the PC performance stuff is the people who are having problems are really vocal about it, which is understandable and makes sense and you should be. But based on the steam score being pretty decent, I don't think it's as bad of a port as it initially seemed like it might be for a lot of people, but it's funny. It's it ran 60 frames per second really, really well until the final mission. The final mission ran like ass for most of it. So (laughs) I was like, I don't fucking know. Uh, Sounded like from what you guys were saying in the chat, um, that the final mission had lots of weird issues just yeah, between like scripting issues and yeah, like performance I, issues. It's almost like maybe I it was mean, the first mission they made and then they didn't go back and optimize it or something. I don't know. Well, there are issues like I, after the mission where I got Thor after that, the next very like important cutscene started and there was no audio and no subtitles. Uh, like yeah. it's, it's very buggy, but it's not, buggy or broken in a way that is like makes it impossible to play like i encountered a bug where i couldn't open any menus until i finished a mission and like i had a like a tutorial pop-up stuck on my screen the entire time i I, I have like i ran into a lot of issues like that but it was nothing that made the game unplayable or really ruined it it's just polish issues more than anything totally yeah it has a lot of polish issues um the, I haven't run into any of that subtitle sound stuff. It's all that's all been fine for me. I haven't been playing with subtitles. It sounds like the subtitles are terrible, like like accessibility they're, issue level of bad. Um, they're they're sometimes they're desynced or they the differ from dialogue. the game audio. Yeah. They they leave stuff out. Uh, yeah, or or they'll and like change the intent of the sentence too. Like I had them on for a little bit and it was like. It almost you could follow the story with them, but like it almost made it seem like something different was going to happen. And then they also have like placeholder text from development still on them sometimes, mm-hmm. um, which is just like it's unbelievable. Hopefully they get that shit fixed because um, that's 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 not good for people. Otherwise, it has some from what I saw as someone who who doesn't usually um, use those features. It does have an accessibility menu that has some good stuff in it like you, they, they they listen to feedback and you can turn off camera shake and stuff like that um but you can turn off the button mashing utes if you want to that's good yeah some of those are excessive um so they has some good accessibility features in there but the subtitles really need some work uh yeah the um but but i have had issues where like i just can't hit the 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 start menu sometimes mm-hmm. for like for like a long period of time it, it's it won't even it'll be like in between missions i'll be walking around the helicarrier and if i push start oh. nothing happens um i can hit the back button and pull up the like character menus but i can't but hit that's the different. like quit game start menu 
And then sometimes if I go into the war table, it'll let me hit it while I'm in the war table. Uh, sometimes I have to go load up for a mission. And then once I'm in the Quinjet on the way to the mission, I can hit start and it'll pull up the, the, the menu. So there's been a couple of times where to like quit the game, I have had to, because I don't want to alt F for it because I it, it saves at weird times. So I wanted to make sure I quit with the game's interface. And in the Quinjet, I had to like start a mission and then quit from within the, the loading screen for the mission, which is weird. <laughs> um, I also constantly, you collect these comic books and they give you like, they're kind of like the closest thing the game has to like Paragon points in um, Diablo, where when you collect the comic books, you get a very, very small percentage boost to, to different things based on which set you're collecting, um, which is cool. It's, it's a fun little like, oh, now I do 0.02% more damage with hero attacks because I found this issue of Thor. That's the real comic book cover in an, in a, in an environment. But when I go into the collections interface, I would say at least half the time, I just can't load the images of the comics. So I have to, if I quit the menu and reopen the menu, it'll load them, but it doesn't matter how long I sit there. It just is a blank screen in the comic interface <laughs> to look at them. So it has a lot of weird little quirks like that, that are, that hopefully will get ironed I, out. I've had, so they've got their battle pass equivalent is per character. They have challenge cards yeah, and yeah. every character that launches with the game has a challenge card, which uh, I don't think did we talk about I don't yeah, yeah we, we talked talk about, about this last already. week yeah um, so anyway the challenge card for Captain America who I am playing mostly right now who I have decided that I really enjoy uh, kicking that shield he's, like throwing the, the shield and kicking it around is really cool he also weirdly to me feels the most like a Batman from the Arkham games kind of character kind of but he, I feel he, like the shield a is normie. yeah um, <laughs> but you counter I feel like you counter a lot more with him than with other characters mm. at least I do when I play him yeah uh, I, I dodge more than I counter, but yeah. Uh, anyway, so I've completed a few challenges, which are supposed to eat points, which then unlock things like uh, cosmetics and currency, like premium currency and non-premium currency. I've completed multiple challenges. I've gotten no points on that yeah. card, and as I'm not the only one. And also, apparently people have bought premium, used premium currency to buy skins, and then lost those skins Yep, and the currency. Yep. That's bad. Yeah. So be careful. Don't don't buy anything in this game. If you yeah. if you buy the game, don't spend any like premium currency right now because you might lose it. Like keep it in your wallet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's I am. I would have to guess that they're going to find a way to roll those I things mean, they, back for those people better. Yeah. But, I, I can't imagine that they're just going to be like, oh, whoops, that sucks. Uh, yeah. They seem one thing that's encouraging to me is that in general, from the interviews that I've seen with team members and stuff, um, they seem pretty engaged. Like they seem like they want to be here and they want to be talking to the community and, and, and improving the game. They don't seem like they built this because so or square told them to, and then now they have to support it and they don't want to, which is, I think really good because it means that the, the post game support should hopefully be pretty robust. Uh, and, I, I wonder if in a year what this game will look like for sure. Hopefully better on my PS five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm really going to be intrigued to see how they introduce that Spider-Man stuff. I've gotten over the rage and I think I'm starting to think they're going to put it all in everywhere. You're just not going to be able to play as Spider-Man unless you have a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that would they be- say like 
They talk they about say how they that can this, use him everywhere. He's going to be, he's going to matter to the story. Yeah. So I think they're going to have you play those missions. And if you have a PlayStation, you get to play as Spider-Man. And if you don't, you'll see Spider-Man swinging around in cutscenes, but he just won't be there in the missions themselves. And yep. <laughs> it'll be real weird. <laughs> yeah. Which honestly, well, if they do it that way, that's fine. I don't give a shit about playing Spider-Man in this game anymore. The The movement and traversal is not good enough for me to give a fuck about Spider-Man because the whole reason I like playing Spider-Man in games is his swinging around yep. and that is not yep. going to feel good in this game. So yep. uh, because of the way they built the levels. So don't care. Uh, yeah. I would just like to well, not miss out on narrative content. Well, speaking of narrative content, Alex has been playing a game, not unlike Avengers where, where a group of, strong individuals come together to overcome overwhelming threats to uh, the world. Yeah. The lands and its people. Yeah. I've been playing Tony Hawk pro skater. One and two. <laughs> I was about um, to like on the intro to Superman. <laughs> <laughs> it does start with to that. another comic property. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I I have been playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two. Pat, you touched it too, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I played through um, all of the objectives for the warehouse, and then played a little bit of the school. Um, so I haven't seen that many levels, but I, I have. I played it for I was like a good hour or so. It turns out I suck shit at Tony Hawk now. So yeah, it took me a, quite a bit of tries to get the hundred k <laughs> points in the warehouse. That is something I noticed also um, <laughs> that I'm not nearly as good at Tony Hawk Pro Skater One or Two uh, as I was when I was like nine. So <laughs> I don't even think I was good then. I just think I thought I was good then. And I I think I spent a lot more time on those levels than yeah for sure I remember because yeah um, and no the thing you alluded to at the start is 100 percent correct. You start that game. And the first thing it does is it starts playing Superman. Like oh, it's so the good. Goldfinger it's, song. It's, well, the first it, thing it does <laughs> is it shows you the intro sequence with, uh, um, I think it's, I think they're playing gorilla radio in that sequence, but it's, and, and the intro is so fucking cool because it uses the old intro. It's the old yeah. intro. And then they like append three and everything. Yes. And then it, it fades into widescreen 16 by nine. And then they show all the old footage and then they add in at the end all of the footage of all the new skaters. Yeah. And uh, it's super good. The, that, that intro video is cool. You should yeah, look it up even if you're not going to play the game. Really good. And like, yeah. as soon as it gets to that, that kind of press X to start screen um, where it's like, uh, it's like it's someone holding a camcorder now next to the feet of a skateboarder <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's just playing Superman. It's like, yeah, this is the most self-aware thing. Yep ever and it's kind of amazing um yeah i also played pretty much all of warehouse a pretty decent amount of school and a bit of hanger from uh i can't wait for hanger that that's probably my favorite mission or favorite mission favorite level in Uh, yeah those those two games the the first thing i did was grind on that um the helicopter uh, blades no not the helicopter blades the 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 like the way the the, uh, the Fuck, what's it called? The propeller thing that lets you mm, yeah. un- unlock oh, the yeah, little yeah, warehouse yeah. door to get to the other part. And I was like, yep, that's exactly like it was before. Um, and you could say that about a lot of this game. It is exactly those games. Uh, yep. In all the ways you remember in that like placement of the skate letters and like if you're picking up the com- or not comic books, uh, like various things. Hidden Everything tapes. You're picking- yeah, hidden tapes. Yeah. Uh, what are you picking up in school? 
It's not comic books, is it? You well, you wall ride the bells and yeah. you pick up. What there is, is a it? pickup, isn't there? Is, is it, it textbooks? It might be textbooks. I can't remember. You're picking up yeah. whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, like it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I think it's you know it, it is a really weird exercise because it 100% feels like that game, those games in every way down to like the way it controls and handles, but it does look like a new 2020 video game. Um, It's not like it's the best looking. I don't look at it and go like, holy shit, this looks incredible, but it looks really good. It looks really Um, good. Yeah. And it looks very on par with it, with other releases, major releases now. Um, And, uh, it, but but I think the thing that I it it's weird how they added some trappings like I want to say the shop is way more expanded and blown out than it was in those original games in terms yeah, of the amount of cosmetics you can buy with in-game currency. They're, they're, they have not yet added purchasable cosmetics with like any kind of there real is money a $5 DLC for some like. American uh yeah sorry flag stuff yes i mean like um they haven't put in any secondary yeah, currency yeah, yeah. that you spend yeah 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 i'm sure they'll add more content more cosmetics with oh, with dlc packs um the call of duty endowment yeah uh they they've they've got like a whole challenge system that i don't think was in the original game at all where you you like it's it's like achievements basically but they give you money um that increases a profile level and all that stuff but then, like, the skaters still have the same stat point systems, and you get more st- stat points by finding them hidden in levels. <laughs> so it's so interesting the way that it, it combines those old mechanics with new ideas on, in the meta game parts. Uh, but Tony Hawk, I, have, I got the Deluxe Edition, which I probably shouldn't have because the cosmetics aren't that great, but it did include a really stupid Tony Hawk skin that makes him look like a total douche. Really? Uh, so that was worth it. He has like a flannel, a brightly colored flannel on and blonde dyed blonde hair. Oh my God. And it's in like a weird poof over his, like an emo poof over his face, which I don't think he ever had that look. (laughs) I don't know. Could have been like the eighties or something. Maybe. Uh, it's funny. I love it. Uh, it's it's a funny skin. Um, but it's, it's real good, dude. It's, it's a wonderful game. Um, I like I've tried, playing the other remake they did like what five or six years ago of that was one bad. and it didn't feel right like yeah. at all uh, i tried tony hawk 5 it also didn't feel good and it was broken yeah. um and this just it feels very much like you're back in the 90s and sitting down with your little crt tv with a playstation or n64 or whatever you choose and playing tony hawk like it, it feels like that it does the things, the thing that the best remasters do, which is make it feel like it feel and look like what it was in your head. Then like yeah. w- w- with those games, you have to kind of do a little bit of imagination because like the original Tony Hawk pro skater would like the levels are really foggy. They didn't have a lot of detail and stuff. Mm-hmm. This game, it's like, you go, oh, I remember this, and then you look at the old levels now, and you're like, wow, this this the geometry here is the same in terms of the interactable elements, but yeah. the the art is so much more robust in this remaster. 
Oh, but totally. it still feels familiar because it's the stuff that I imagined being there that wasn't there in the old games, which is really cool. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I'm looking forward to playing a lot more of it. Uh, I'm definitely going to try and finish up both of the main campaigns. I don't know what you want to call them, but the tours, I guess. Yeah, um, I think I'm probably going to use it as a sort of downtime game. The way I was, not that I will not go back to Trackmania as well, but. I was using Trackmania as a sort of like, well, I finished playing Avengers for the night. I'm going to play this for a half hour before I go to sleep. Um, I'll probably use Tony Hawk for that for a while because uh, I'm I'm not hungry to get through everything ultra fast, but I want to see. Yeah. I want to play it all again for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I like each... practice getting good at it too. Yeah, same. But yeah, like every level is what like two minutes. So like every run, I should say. So yeah, it's, except it's, for it's, it's made for that. When you're trying to do a line to get a score challenge and then you bail on the first trick and you restart the run yeah. over and over and over again. Then you've, then you've played the first 10 seconds of a run for like a half an hour. <laughs> yes, I have done that. <laughs> Andre, do you have any interest in playing Tony Hawk pro skater on uh, plus two? Yes. Uh, I, I am a, a fan of the Tony Hawk games. I have a lot more memories of pl- like I played one, two, three, and four, but I have a lot more memories of three and four. Um, three. I assume they'll probably add those eventually, but yeah, three. Um, just for for my memory, three had Canada, right? I I don't remember exactly what I levels. Think. I just remember playing them. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think I played four the most. Yeah, I played. And then four I played the like too. American Wasteland and Thug. Uh, I never played Thug, Thug. Yeah, I actually never played I Thug. Lo- oh, I love Tony. I really hope that they remaster Tony Hawk. I actually don't need them to make a Tony Hawk Six. I think they should add the three and four levels to this game, and then I think they should do a remaster of the, the underground games. There's a lot of humor in those games that was shitty and that would not translate I mean, well for today. Early um, 2000 skater culture. Yeah, and a lot yeah. of like jackass type shit because the characters yeah. from Jackass were literally in those games. Um, yeah, I think they would need to they would need oh, to yeah. to soften some of that stuff, which would of course lead to a lot of backlash from shittier elements. Um, yeah. So I don't know how they would do it, but I would love to see them bring the Thug games forward. Uh, yeah, because those games were so cool and like semi open world. The levels were like semi open world environments where you could get off the board and yeah. like climb things and stuff. It was cool, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, I, I, so, I looked it. I looked it up, and three did have the Canada level. I remember that specifically mm-hmm. because it's set around Calgary, which is pretty close to where I lived growing up. Mm-hmm. So that's why it was memorable. Anyways. Uh, I, yeah, like I mean, one has Burnside, which was in Portland, so that was always cool. Um, yeah, but yeah, so it's something I want to pick up. It's not something I'm like chomping at the bit at to play. Like it's good, so that's it'll be know, there. That's good enough to know it'll be there. It's not go- like it's not going anywhere. Yeah, that's uh, why I'm gonna take so my time with it. I like think. like oh, yeah, some not, games that either. might come out this year, oh, God, it's not we'll going anywhere. That. We'll get to that. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's something I definitely want to play, but I'm not in any rush. I don't I don't there's I'm I've got so many other things on my plate that a trip down memory lane isn't like at the top of my list. But I'm glad it's good. Yeah. I would say it's very good. Is so Andre put a picture of Tony Hawk in our chat. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm wondering if that's his real hair photoshopped on. Oh, that's that's like his that is uh, he that is him. That is the yeah. that is the exact hairstyle he has in this skin, like one hundred percent. So it is a reference. So it is to that on Twitter. So yeah, then that's that's what that skin is based on. It's not exactly the same shirt, but it's kind of similar. Um, that's great. He doesn't look that young. It's still the same model, so he still looks 
like older, which is I think where senior pick from 1986. Yeah, that's that's what it's modeled after. Then is him in the 80s. Yeah, (laughs) that's really funny. He posted this on oh my god, almost one year ago, September 7, 2019. (laughs) Senior pick 1986. My careers teacher berated me for finishing workbook pages that he hadn't assigned yet. He told me I wouldn't make it in the workplace if I didn't follow instructions. He was absolutely correct, and I am thankful for his indispensable guidance. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. I love Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk is a national so treasure. Good. If if any, I wish that they had added more, like, this is way too much to ask, and I'm not criticizing the game for not having it at all, but mm. it would have been so awesome if it, if they had added like commentary from Tony Hawk or something and <laughs> uh, or like yeah, I did go through the tutorial just to see yeah. it, and he actually yeah, has quite same. a bit of voiceover in there. Yes, he does, and it would have been great. I think it would have been awesome if it wouldn't have to be like full commentary, but even if they had just like at the start of every level, he had like a, a few lines of dialogue about like the level and oh and, sure. And yeah. how it relates to real world skate locations. I think that would have been awesome. Obviously, I'm not being critical of them not doing that because that's a lot of work. Uh, yeah, but but he's great. Who's your who's your go to skater? You know, I made a skater for one, um, <laughs> and not, but I'm not really playing awesome. them. Uh, uh, props to the from what I saw. Props to the game. They don't gender anything in the creative skater. Um, they don't gender like faces or hair or anything which i thought was cool i could be missing a slider or a switch somewhere but it seemed like you just pick like a face type and you pick that stuff independently of anything which i think is great when i see that Um, Uh, i've heard that there are some secret skaters in this game i haven't looked up who they are yeah, I don't want to know. I want to. I want to. I, I want I that wanna, to be a surprise. Yeah, I would like um, to happen upon them. Uh, so I, anyway, yeah, I've been. Whole, I've just been playing Tony. I need to switch Same. because I like doing flip tricks more than grabs, and um, Tony's yep. flip speed is not great. So I got to go through the characters and pick one. Was I was just kind of Muska or something. Yeah, I was just kind of kicking the tires when I did the warehouse level, and then got obsessive about finishing all the objectives. Um, yep. But but when I was a kid and I played, I played as Tony because I liked doing vert air spins and uh grabs the most but now i'm more into the idea of getting good at like technical ground game and and getting into like combo stringing and manuals and grinds and stuff like that so i'm gonna switch switch it up and figure find somebody new to play i might even play try to like get into one of the new skaters because some of them are really cool yeah that's too man what the fuck i'm seeing uh rodney mullen is not on this list i guess he came in in the later games like three and four he was he was my guy. Uh, he was all about like the technical, uh, like the ground the ground skating whatever it's yeah. called. Wonder yeah, if, I f- I flipped between Flatland Chad, Flatland. Yeah, I, I flipped yes. between yeah. Chad Muska and Bob Burnquist a lot back in the day, so I might end up trying both of them as well. So, mm-hmm. all right. Hey. Anyways, Tony Hawk Pro Skater one and two. You should probably play it. Yes, I think it would be wild for a zoomer to pick up this game who has never played the original what is i would love to hear what what is a videotape (laughs) yeah what is i would also just love to hear their perspective (laughs) from from a from a gaming like from what from what they they think of that i think yeah sure i think rodney mullen might be super religious now huh okay Uh, Okay. i don't know if I was that good at skating. Uh, so from what I'm reading on this Wikipedia page, it may actually be that. 
No, <laughs> he, he's thanking Jesus for how good he is. In at 2010, skating. Mullen skated that skating is one of the greatest blessings I could have, but also the concern about the oh, this is good about the popularity of skateboarding, big stuff due to the physical toll that it takes on bodies of professional skateboarders. So, so I yeah. think it is unhealthy and uncool. I see great skaters and their ankles and knees are ruined. So there you go. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. He made some cool tricks. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway. I was looking up again because I couldn't remember if he had said something really offensive. I thought I remembered <laughs> there being a reason why he was kind of not talked about as much, but I am incorrect. Okay. Well, what if. It, so, I mean, what if instead of a skateboard, you could like ride around in like the car from Final Fantasy 15 or a or bed? Like on a, or a bed, or like a yokai, or a cloud. Alex, Alex what do you think about all this? It sounds pretty dumb. Sounds like a, sounds like something for nerds. <laughs> do you have yeah, a K drive launcher? Let's forget about let, let's forget about all that and let's <laughs> move on to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of really stupid mounts in Final Fantasy 14. <laughs> um, they should which, put a skateboard in. There's I a wouldn't lot be surprised of, if there is one somewhere. There's a lot of stupid mounts in MMOs in general, yeah. so I'm not really surprised. It's not really a unique to FF14 thing. Yeah, um, the bed is have, really stupid, though. The, the bed is amazing. <laughs> I love it. Um, and like, I saw a guy just like he's like a flying whale, and they were just in like a little like thing underneath it. Um, but yeah, we've talked about Final Fantasy 14 for the past two episodes, I think. So we will keep this pretty short. Um, I thought I was at heaven's word last week because I'd gotten past <laughs> some credits and I was like, oh yeah, that must be the end of a realm reborn. Okay. So I'm, I'm in heaven's word now. Well, no. you, you were in the transition period between yeah. like the one point X patches. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so last There's... night I hit the credits that said a realm reborn. I was like, oh <laughs> yeah, that happens in between every expansion. <laughs> so there's two sets of credits between every that's my understanding. Well, so there's like the story and then after like, so basically for, I guess the first credits you got, that was what launched with uh, the game. And then that, the stuff after that was the patches they rolled out yep. over time gotcha. up until heaven's word. And they do that. Yeah. They do those. After, they patch in uh, yeah. more story stuff in between Understood. each expansion. Okay. I didn't yeah. know that going in. So that makes way more sense. Yeah. I don't know if there's credits for each of those transitional periods. I, I, uh, no, but, but I, I would say I only hit two credits <laughs> by the time I got to to the big no, yeah. but like title. But he means I don't know I, if I there will be credits between Heaven's, Heaven's Word. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, understood. Right, or we'll, I forget what the the second expansion is called. Something wild. It's like like uh, blood fire or something like that. <laughs> it, I think, yeah. Let me look it up. I, I actually don't know. Um, like Storm the blood? WoW server blood furnace, yeah, Storm which blood. is my favorite <laughs> name. Stormblood. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's two words. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, um, I think the story at the end of a realm reborn got really interesting. And at the end of what you just like the second, like the interstitial yes. part. Okay. Yes. Uh, like leading up to heaven's word and what sets up heaven's word is pretty buck wild <laughs> to the point where I was like, huh, you can't continue doing this game in the same place. Can you? And it turns out, no, you can't. So they send you to a completely new place uh, for reasons that are very valid. <laughs> um, I don't know if I should talk spoilers about it. I mean, that story stuff is pretty old, but it like, is, but 
I think a lot of people are are coming back to it because it they did that patch recently to streamline stuff. Yeah, um, and also apparently like the patch five point three or five point four stuff is supposed to be ex- like extremely excellent. So they yeah. say that about every damn patch at this point. The, oh no, I mean I mean the the consensus among like Twitter folk and all that are saying that yeah. It is particularly oh, I mean since w- like the, I mean since last year since Shadowbringers came out, everyone just like oh my god, it's the best Final Fantasy that's ever yeah. existed. So. <laughs> I think Fair. I think to a degree. I get a little tired of that stuff, not to take away from anybody's opinions or dismiss them, but I get a little tired of that stuff sometimes because I'm like, okay, we need to talk about what it means when you're saying that it's the best Final Fantasy thing and you have to play like 400 hours of an MMO to get there. (laughs) I don't know that you can say that. Like, (laughs) let's, 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 let's look at this thing as a whole product. But I mean, let me tell you about time compression and how time compression will make all this possible. I won't have to worry about 400 hours ever again. I I, I do want to play (laughs) through it. So that's the other reason that I, I am, am shying off of spoilers because I, I want to see that stuff relatively soon. Yeah. And I am glad that I did not drop it. Like I almost did. Because I'm glad too. Um, there was a good, pretty dark period in the middle of my week where <laughs> how many was, hours was, did you spend queued for duties? Um, this roughly, week, this week alone, roughly eight to ten hours in queue. Would you would you say that you you spent more time queued for duties than you spent producing duties this past week? Uh, I hope. Yeah, <laughs> I would say that's pretty safe. <laughs> Uh, it's pretty safe that I was queued for them more than producing. Yes. Um, uh, so yeah, I was, I am playing on the Japanese servers because I'm playing with a Singaporean friend and all this stuff. And I was playing at hours that in Japan would have been like 10 at the morning and 10 in the morning or like 7 PM ish for them. So it's like pretty normal hours I would think. And I was queuing up and I was like, yeah, I, I have a screenshot. I was on Twitter of literally four hour queue for a single queue. And I was like, what is this? This is just like, this is a story critical mission. Why can't I just progress the story? And it was so disheartening and it like totally killed all the yeah. momentum. And I was, it, like, oh. I, I was, when you first brought final fantasy 14, I was like, should I, should I reinstall this and maybe get into this before, um, uh, and, and like kind of play it alongside Avengers or something. I don't know. Like I was considering doing it sooner rather than later. And then during, when you were going through that middle of the week stuff, I was like, fuck this. I'm never playing this game. This is <laughs> yeah. awful. It was uh, real negative. And then um, I reached out to the the community, uh, to the reddits, to everything like that. Being like, okay, am I doing something wrong? And as it turned out, yes, yes, I was. It turned out I was a bit of a dumbass, um, and didn't realize, well, half me being dumbass, half, the game kind of not communicating yeah, this one thing I would particularly say well. There was some um, dumbassery meeting in the middle, perhaps even more dumbassery on the game side than your side. Yeah. So the short version being to progress the story, you have to do, um, you have to redo a couple duties that you did in the past, but this time you're doing the hard version and you pick these up as side quests from like a side room. And I was like, okay, I'll grab that. And I grabbed the other side quest that was in the side room, assuming it was for the main story. It wasn't. It was just a side quest, but it was in like literally the person right next to the person that was giving you the side quest. So I was like, oh, they must be together because you have to do two of these. Let's do that. Uh, so one of them is for a hard duty. The other is for an extreme duty. And I was like, okay, I'll just queue for them both. Uh, and it turns out, I guess, because I had the extreme in there or something that 
no one queues for those. And it was just making the queue take forever. And because it wasn't critical story content, no one was doing it. Yeah. Um, it's ridiculous. And, yeah. And I didn't realize that that would just bone up the entire queue. So that sucked. <laughs> but once I, I oh, dubbed Don't do that, what Alex did. Yeah. So, yeah. It, so pay more attention to which one you actually have to do. Um, which apparently I didn't, and it didn't say on like my quest log or whatever. I, d- uh, I, I just think if the game is going to do that kind of shit, it should have a tutorial pop up that says like, Hey, we noticed you took both these quests just so you know, you'll have a bad time if you try to queue for the harder one and you don't need to like, I don't know. Also, if, if, if I am a designer and i have the data that shows that no one is doing that quest and it's right next to a serious story quest that you have to do i would perhaps i mean i don't like the idea of removing content but i would perhaps move the npc that gives you that to some place not as close so you don't pick them up at the same time or something uh (laughs) i don't know yeah yeah so yeah again it was partially me being a dumbass and then partially it not being communicated back to me particularly well but once once i removed that once i got to the real queue and Went through that stuff. It it was pretty speedy, actually. So yeah, uh, that was good. That's good. I'm yeah. glad you were able to move forward. Yeah, and then I went through. Congratulations! Literally, thank you. Went through literally two hours of cutscenes last night, and so that shit fucking rules. I'm excited for that when I finally play it sometime. It, I love the idea of like here's a movie drop. Obviously, given my appreciation for good. Kingdom Hearts, I love the idea of here's a movie in the middle of this MMO story. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Like so. <laughs> Uh, minor spoil, well, kind of major spoilers, but I'm not going to give explicit detail. Get ready for it. So, Final Fantasy 14 players, if you're going to potentially play it, take off your headphones now. All right, all right, five, four, three. They kill like three quarters of the main characters. <laughs> like that's what sets up the next expansion. Do they kill the lady with the fists? Like the yes. punchy lady? What? Oh, she's my favorite. Yeah, they kill like fucking God damn everybody. It. Damn it. I know. And the scene where she goes is really rough. <laughs> okay. Well, it's very good okay. and it's pretty bold. All right. So headphones back friends. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Uh, anyways, um, not going to spend much more time on it because I'm not as far in as I thought I was. So apparently I'm going to be playing it for a lot longer. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, at least you're enjoying it. Yeah, it's back to being good, and I'm going to continue it. Uh, the new area I, seems real cool. I you playing it makes me want to get back to it, but also there has just been a deluge yeah. of games. <laughs> That's the like, problem. We're all like, you know, earlier in the year, we're like, uh, there's not going to be many games uh, come this holiday, like come, yep. you know, come the yeah. fall because of COVID. And now I'm just like, oh god, I've got so many yeah. games on my plate, and I'm passing on things like Tony Hawk and, Pro Skater even. And, and they're all coming to Game Pass. Well, some Most of them are of them, at least. Yeah. Like, like the good yeah. ones, like Crusader Kings. Uh, I I played about an hour of Crusader Kings 3 today, and then I went, I have no idea my, what I'm doing. I'm playing through the tutorial, <laughs> and I'm going, my what, favorite. This guy wants fucking, to be on my council. How do I get out? Yeah. Okay, well, I need to kick someone off my council, but how do I do that? I can't figure out how to kick someone off my council because this guy is powerful. He already doesn't yeah. like me because like, I took... I, had to steal his land from him yeah uh my favorite trying to find a spouse for my like my 
half brother and like i'm like okay search for like someone with inheritable traits yeah and it's like this person's eight years old and uh, i'm like excuse me yep and right, <laughs> to, not to, to go on a slight tangent i did love the quote that was on twitter that uh the developers had to tone down the horniness of that game because apparently yeah. it was previously too much <laughs> it, it, it is interesting that <laughs> it's interesting what this game gets away with um compared like i feel like if if bioware put half of the stuff that's in this game into one of their games rightfully people would be like what the fuck bioware but because it's specifically (laughs) looking at a point in history when everything was fucked and everyone was like a piece of shit it people Mm -hmm. don't really are like yeah whatever you're gonna marry your daughter and produce weird offspring that way (laughs) it's like that is uh, is not okay the thing that convinced me to check it out was a like a screenshot of this woman coming to the player character and going, yes. uh, I'm way hotter than your wife. And like, you should be with me and your response can be like, Oh wow. I, you know, I'm so flattered or what? You're my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh, this game's wild. Okay. I also saw one of someone going to war with a baby. Yes. Sure. <laughs> um it is it is a it is basically like it, it allows you to recreate the best like shitty showtime period pieces from like the the the, the period and uh and I, I like that about it. The tutorial is really good too, actually. Like it it it's confusing if you are new to the it's game. So but much. There's a lot of information, but they actually convey it fairly well, I think. Um yeah. and the way that they the UI in that game is like uh, um it, it's it's unbelievable how much better it is than the CK2 UI and it has like tooltips that are really usable and like mm-hmm. you can lock the tooltip by mousing over by holding your mouse over the thing that you're tooltipping and then expand the like tooltips within the tooltips so you wow, can kind of yeah. go down like it's rabbit holes all the way down only, yes only um, the tooltip yeah which is good because it means you can go like What's a de jure claim? Okay. And then in the de jure tooltip, it'll say like realm and you can go like, what does realm mean in this context? Okay. What's a ruler in this context? And it'll just keep like nesting the tooltips so that you get a full picture. Um, my favorite tweet though, about the game so far, I can't, I couldn't find it just now. I can't remember who tweeted it, but it was <laughs> a screenshot of clicking the understand button, the I understand button. Oh, yes. And it was like, <laughs> he, he continued to click not understanding at all. Yeah. <laughs> there's like, that's the way that they, that's me. Yes. That's the way that they have the okay button in the tutorial says, I understand. And there's a couple of points, even me who has played, you know, a couple of games of Crusader Kings two poorly, but I, I have touched that game. I understand the the basics. Uh, like I was clicking, I understand because that was the button. But I was like, I don't understand <laughs> anything you just said. I read this four times and I don't understand it. So, like they they try and they do a decent job. Yeah, of, like, they do their best. you with the thing, but there's also so much that they leave unexplained. Like I was trying to. One of the first things they have to do is siege another like territory because it's supposed to be part of your duchy or your claim. But this person is like, you know, uh, doing their own thing. Be like, I got to take this back. And then you've got to have more people in your army than they do in their garrison, like protecting their town. But it, 
like I was like, wait, what? And then I've you've they don't explain exactly how stuff builds, and they've got an yeah. encycl- encyclopedia in the game, so you can look all this stuff up. But it's very much just like kind of thrown into the deep end. Even with all like the kind of guidance they give you, once you get there, it's just like, all right, figure it out. I'm looking forward to though. I've heard things like um, Gita Jackson at Waypoint was saying that she played a game where she she managed to find a Jewish ruler to start as and spread Judaism. All, so that it was the dominant religion in Europe and stuff like that, which is just like some of the ways that things like that can happen yeah. are are wild. Like you could like play the game and say that like, well, I want to take over all of Eastern China and then turn it into my own custom religion. And then mm-hmm. we're going to take over the rest. We'll take over Europe yeah. as, as this weird religious cult that I made up. Yeah. The um, map on this game is huge. It goes from like Ireland and the Western Africa all the way to Eastern China. Oh, yeah. wow. That is yeah. huge. Um, and, and what's <laughs> wild is with CK2, I don't, I never played it at launch. My understanding is that it just had Europe in it at launch. And then yeah, they did. added like Africa and the Middle East and, and eventually oh. Asia um, I never saw as, that. Cool. As DLC. So you, 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 they added that stuff over time, but I mean, at launch, it didn't have that. So it's really cool that this game started with all those regions in at the start. Um, and yeah. uh, th- it's yeah. just such a better platform for people to play it, I think, than CK2 was. Uh, and you really can get into it now, I think. And it's on Game Pass. So yeah, it is. <laughs> that was the wild one for me is I, I almost bought it on Steam and then I was like, I spent spent too much money this month. I really don't want to spend another fifty dollars. I should just I, like on a whim. I didn't even. I don't know why even it even occurred to me that it might be on Game Pass. But I just opened the Xbox app and typed it in just because I'm trying to get into the habit of always doing that before I buy a game now. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, there it was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> which is awesome. Really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I want to play more of it. I don't know when I'll get to it uh it, it's it's an overwhelming thing so it's just i will it's s- gonna be a game that i like like i did with uh total war three kingdoms last year where i just replay the opening yeah. 20 mm. minutes to an hour like five times until yeah. I, I start it. to understand yeah. and like okay here's how i should play this to like get a better start so i can like have a decent time with it oh totally i will s- like sorry go for it Oh, no, no. You go ahead. I was just going to say, that's the same way I play Civ, like a new Civ game Mm -hmm. is I or or I will just do a totally burner first round where I know I'm going to lose, but I'm going to learn all Mm -hmm. the lessons along the way. So, yeah, yeah, I um, I I, it's it's a game that if they take it off of Game Pass and offer like a 20 percent off, it's the first game that I could see potentially purchasing through that Xbox app. Sure. Um, yeah. Because if I have saves and stuff and like it enough, sure. uh, and they they usually discount games when they're leaving Game Pass. Yeah. Um. I I, I they they could finally get me to buy something through there because that that's a and then I was thinking about it. I was like, man, that's smart because that means that you may get the sale in addition to getting people to download it because they're invested now with time in a game like this where you don't start and finish it, you just play it. Um. It's pretty uh... smart. Does is Paradox owned by Microsoft now? I can't remember. No, no, they own Obsidian so. now. They don't own Paradox, as far okay. as I know, unless unless something happened that I was not aware of. Yeah, I can I couldn't remember. But either way, Andre, you're playing another 
Xbox Another Game, Game Pass banger. Yeah. Uh, yes, Wasteland 3, which was also not on my radar at all until I saw a screenshot uh, from Twitter <laughs> uh, that I believe Pat sent through. <laughs> we, were talking about, we were talking about Reagan and the uh, the Black Ops trailer. It was an Edmund Tran tweet, which is a, a yeah. great Twitter follow from Game Informer in Australia. Uh, and I think he's from Game the, Informer. The uh, the tweet was a screenshot of a, a giant statue of Reagan uh, that is worshipped by like a cult led by someone named Nancy, and it shoots lasers uh, out of its eyes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Edmund Tran's at GameSpot, like, not Game Informer. I don't okay. know why I said Game Informer, but yeah. Uh, and I was like, okay, that's like some good some good humor that I can get behind, and it's on Game Pass, so. I knew nothing about this game going in other than it's set in America and it's got, it's got jokes, uh, some like high level jokes that aren't just ha ha America. Yeah. And like right away in the like character select screen, I was like, Oh wow, this game goes hard. Cause I, I think the, so it's a CRPG, you know, whatever that means, like a divinity or RPG. Yes. Uh, or it's like Divinity slash XCOM. Uh, so you've got role-playing elements slash. where you're going to towns and you're talking to people and you're getting quests. And then the combat is like XCOM. You've taken cover. You've got like an Overwatch ability and you're shooting and that kind of stuff. Grenades, yeah, all that good stuff. It's also kind of, well, I mean, it's like Wasteland 1 and 2, but it's also like original Fallout if anybody's ever played original mm. Fallout. I, I have not played original There's Fallout. Some similarities. But- it's a little more XCOM than original Fallout uh, is. No, at least uh, Wasteland Three is. I have not. I have not. Wasteland Two is as well. The games. first Wasteland was vastly different from a gameplay perspective. It's mm-hmm. like played. Uh, it's it's closer to like an old dungeon crawler from like the eighties. Okay. Just oh. from in you're in the the open. You're in like kind of an open world instead. Maybe um, only but it's two like, then. It's it's like first person where like enemies will pop up in oh. front of you. If I recall. I didn't um, play that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think, but but it's it's. Well, I say first person. It's all sprites and stuff. It's mm-hmm. I because it's pretty. The first wasteland is predates Fallout by a pretty by like ten years. I think. Cool. Um, That's awesome. I yeah. didn't know that. So uh, yeah, so from the beginning, you're picking characters that, and you pick two characters together, but they come in pairs. You can create your own character, but I think. I just wanted to go with like one of the sets they had created. And I think the first, the second characters I saw were called the punk lovers. And their description (laughs) was thrills, kills and spills are the life breath of these star crossed punk rock lovers who fought their way out of the cult they were raised in. (laughs) And it's just like two gay punk boys who, uh, you know, we'll love to kill shit together. That's uh, kind of right. They're covered in piercings and like spiky hair tattoos. Really cool. I went with the, uh, the science pair named Chris and Chris, one with a K, one with a CH. That's so, that's so good. <laughs> and they're, they're both like science nerds, but they're good at different things. This game sounds really fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Um, science geeks who fell in love. They are socially awkward with outsiders, but chatty with each other, reveling in in-jokes only they get. Uh, that's, that's that's smart. That, yeah. And and this game, I believe, will stay on Game Pass because Microsoft did purchase In Exile, the developer of oh, this okay. game. So, so oh, this game was published by Deep Silver because the deal was in place. It's mm-hmm. like uh, uh, um, yeah. Outer Worlds. 
Um, the deal was in place before they, they purchased them, but they own an exile now. So that makes the wasteland series, a Microsoft first party series oh, at this point, okay. um, well, which is cool. Sick. Cause this game is pretty good so far. I will say it is a little disappointing that it, like the personality of the characters doesn't seem like it comes through so much. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I wish they did like in divinity Two, original sin Two, they did this thing yes. with the pre-made characters where they all have their own story and you get a lot of personality from them. I'm not getting that so much here, which I was hoping for more of when I saw these, this character screen, uh, but is mostly just like what perks they have uh, to start with and what they specialize in. But that's not bad. Cause I, you know, I, I like Chris and Chris. It's very yeah. silly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the it's sort of game where, to a degree, you do have to do a little bit of of narrative legwork and imagine the kinds of conversations they might be having, I think, and stuff as, as things are happening. I mean, things are... You're, things are pretty... Uh, you're picking dialogue and all that stuff going through choices and asking questions, but it's just, there's no, the things aren't super deep with the two characters you choose, but That's the other I mean. party yeah. members you bring in are more uh, talkative and have more personality. Um, one of the, so the game is, I'm trying to remember exactly. It's you're going from Utah to Nevada, I think, and to get help to, help your people in utah survive because things are real bad there after nukes have been dropped on the u.s and everything is like nuclear winter basically um so that's kind of the setup from like of wasteland in general and wasteland 3 is you're going from utah to nevada and one of the first people you meet your contact in nevada is the patriarch and he is this man who carries a giant hammer and the hammer is two fists, like, opposed. Um, and the handle is wrapped in an American flag. <laughs> wow. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, he is quite something. It's uh, when you're talking to someone important, it'll do a cool, like, zoom in real close to him. So you've got it's not always top down or isometric. You, so you will get uh, close up conversations with people like the patriarch or I've talked to like this mob boss type person where it also comes in close or this guy who was talking in a Scottish accent for some reason, not like there's no reason for him to be talking in a Scottish. Accent. He was trying to, I was trying to make himself feel special or like different, distinguish <laughs> himself somehow. Like you can find an audio tape of him practicing his accent. That's very funny. <laughs> like, so that's good. Yeah. It, it's, it's been good so far. Uh, I want to play more of it. But again, it's a it's gonna be it's a, a big game. long game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's how, it's interesting. How, oh, sorry. sorry, no, you please. It's interesting. I, it's interesting. the The biggest criticisms I've seen of it is that there's a lot of bugs with the way co op works. I guess and progression uh, co op works. I've I saw some which stuff is about that, but I'm not playing it. Wild to me because I can't imagine wanting to play that game cooperative at all. Like I, there's no. There's not a bone in my body that would want to get a friend online to play that game with me over but, the internet. Sure, so I think it's interesting I mean, that there's enough players to to make that like a vocal I think, criticism. I think with the advent of like Roll20 and online tabletop game stuff, I think it's not that. And like Divinity Original Sin, two, uh, I don't know if one had online. It did. Two, had <laughs> they both had co-op. Uh, and... and 
that like, one baffled people me really too. like that stuff, but you know, I think that's much more feasible. I definitely wouldn't like, I can't get a group together to like, you know, reliably partially because of time zones, but also, you know, people have lives. I don't have a group I can get together or a person I could get together with to do that. Uh, so yeah, that's not something I'm looking to do. Hmm. Yeah, I've seen some stuff about like camera stuff. I, yeah, I have not yeah. encountered. It sounds any like the issues. call-up is not very good. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I you have, mean I have not even enc- a single? Player. Oh, just yeah. I have n- I have not encountered any issues uh, with yeah. the PC version I'm playing. I hear the Xbox version's all right too. Uh, it seems like it play fine with a controller. It just be you know, it's nice to have a mouse because there's so much stuff all across the screen. Mm-hmm. How does it feel mechanically? Like, how is the actual act of playing it? I mean, it it plays like a, a computer RPG where you you know you're right clicking to run around. Uh, you're controlling like you're, I think you can have up to six people in your party. Uh, mm-hmm. Two have to be your like pick a character from the beginning or whatever. You're, you're, two have to be rangers, um, yeah. basically. Uh, and then you've got like four other characters in your party of various like they could be rangers or marshals or like I've got like a teenage girl whose family was abducted. And so she's in my party now, and she wants revenge. Is it? Is the, it very? Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the patriarch. I was going to say the patriarch. The, his kind of. Oh, if you want my help, you got to do this for me. You got to track down my three kids and bring them in because they want to kill me. <laughs> and that's like, like you know, they're all like trying to arm themselves and create conflict so they can take over my spot. But what were you going to ask? I was going to say, is it kind of grid based? Like, is it like an XCOM or even like a fire emblem? Once, once you get into combat, it does become grid based. Yeah. And it's, it's, if you are familiar with XCOM, it's just like XCOM. You're, you've got like full size cover and like half size cover. You've yeah. got percentage to hit. You've got uh, a couple different weapons. You've got reload, overwatch, defend. It's, you know, but everyone, and then everyone has like different kinds of special abilities. Like my, the, the teenage girl has some skills that like, oh, it only takes one action point to shoot, yep. but you get minus 60% to hit. So even if you're right next to him, you won't necessarily hit because you're like, right. but you can like shoot like five times if you're right next to him. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. So there's a lot to dig into there. It's I the one thing I wish they had was the ability to turn off helmets on the uh, character models, like even if you're wearing one, just turn it off for display so I can actually mm-hmm. tell who's who because that just becomes <laughs> a thing where I'm like, who, the f- who is this? Which one are you? And then also, I don't know if it's just me on accident. Like you can switch between characters because they all have different skills and good for different things. But then it'll deselect all your other characters. So you're on, like, so mm-hmm. if like I hit tab, it'll like, oh, I'll go from Chris and I'll, now I'll be Chris when I hit tab. But then I'm only Chris and then I like run over and I try to leave the area. It's like your party has to be together. I'm like, they're halfway across the map. Cause they deselected everyone when I switched my main character for, cause I opened a door or whatever. Right. And this is when yeah, you're so not, that's a little in annoying, the, but not in combat. You're kind of like, yeah, not in combat, just in the overworld. Over yeah. 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 Gotcha. Yeah. So, and like you can just hit the space bar and it'll select everyone again. So that's oh, okay. like not super bad, but then you do have to wait for everyone to run across the map. Sure. Yeah. And I found a cat, uh, with yeah. a cowboy hat. Hell, and yeah. it, it it joined my party, and it runs around oh, with me, man. and it fights. Fuck yes! All right, I'm gonna sign and back I, you up for can Game Pass. Have then. Up to, you can have two cat. You can have two animals in your party, 
um, and they will act. You can't control them. They act independently of you, but that's like a fun, neat thing. So if you upgrade yeah. like your animal whisperer skill, you can like recruit dogs or there's like a cyber chicken. <laughs> <laughs> of course, there I, is. I've seen multiple cyber chickens. I don't know what. I don't know. Sounds it's, great. The cat wanted cigarettes. That's how I got it to follow me. <laughs> Just gave it cigarettes. I don't is, know why. Is it like that Polish bear? I don't. Polish. I, there was maybe. a Polish bear in World War II that ate cigarettes and also like fought in combat with Polish soldiers fighting Nazis. <laughs> that's wow. it's 100% fucking real. <laughs> that's that's great. Yes, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if something. I wouldn't be surprised if something like that was in Wasteland 3. Oh, yeah. there's also there's also a mechanic where like you kind of go out into the overworld and you drive like your I think it's called a Maverick. It's just a big truck with a gun on it and you can drive that to different like zones and then you get out and then you run around um and do your thing in those zones. And I got this moment where I like left the town because I was like, oh, okay, well, I've got a quest to go over to this place. And then I get a call, right? Someone comes over the radio. It's like, you killed my brother back at the, like in the tutorial level of the game. You killed my brother. And now I'm, you got to come fight me or like something's going to happen or I'm going to kill all these people. I've got held hostage. And then you also get a message being like, hey, the patriarch wants you to go uh, stop this um, caravan from being robbed and it's got a bunch of like valuable equipment and he'll like you know he'll pay you well so then you have to decide like which one am i going to do because you can only do one of those so it, you've got a choice between uh two quests that you have to pick uh so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out i i did the i went and i took care of the hostage situation and i will see how uh if the patriarch's mad at me or something, even <laughs> though I saved some people's lives. That seems cool. We'll see the, yeah, it's, it's a hell of a game. I looked it up as a reminder, the Wojtek, the Polish soldier bear achieved the ranks, the rank of corporal in the Polish two corps and, uh, moved crates of ammunition around during the battle of Monte Cassino in 1944. <laughs> okay. Bear fucking ruled. Yeah, he does. And and yeah. he survived the war and then lived out the rest of his days in Edinburgh Zoo. I guess, I guess you can't let a bear like that back into the wild. That would be irresponsible. No, it's not going to function in the wild. Yeah, no, not going not gonna to get those <laughs> cigarettes. Yeah, so. he's not going to be able to go buy his own packs. Or he is going to be able to. It's going to be a bad time for everyone involved. Yes, it's also possible. <laughs> Um, well, with that, I think we're making record time right here into the news. And it's this a is, relatively short news week, too. Oh, well, I think we can stretch it out. Don't uh, I think don't we, we can still hit three hours. <laughs> oh, we can. I was up until I only have about oh, four yeah, hours of sleep because I started that Avengers final mission. It pops up a thing that says you are starting the final mission and you can go back, which good on them. But also, they don't tell you that the final mission is going to take you two hours to play through. Oh, yeah. So when you started at 1030. (laughs) Yep. Uh, I encountered a similar notification of Final Fantasy. 
I sent screenshots where it's like, uh, yeah. hey, okay. there's going to be a lot of cutscenes here. Make sure you set aside enough time to watch these. <laughs> they really should tell you in that case, they, sh- they are cutscenes. They know how long they are. They should tell you how long. Oh, um, you still like, have to click, yeah. through, click through some dialogue. So like, yeah, but a proc, they should say like approximately two hours, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, totally. yeah. Anyways, news. Yeah. New, we're going to, we're going to start off with the worst news that I have ever seen this week. That's not true, uh, but it, it's bad news. It's, it's a shame for the game industry. Uh, uh Vlambeer, yeah. after 10 yeah. years, they celebrated their 10th anniversary this week and they said, we're done as Vlambeer. Uh, we will not be creating any more games as a team. They are going to release their their bug Ultra game. Bugs. What's that called? Ultra, Ultra bugs. bugs. They're going to release Ultra Bugs, and they're looking into ways to continue supporting like their other stuff. But uh, Rami and what, like Super Crate Box. J J J What? What? What's his name? Uh, I I only remember Rami's name, but yeah. I, I, I honestly J Whopper. That, that's what Rami always calls him, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I I don't remember. I I saw this dude's and I'm a huge fan of Rami, and I like really like supporting their work because I think that they make some cool things. I think Luftrausers people don't talk about it very often. Some of the art stuff in Luftrausers is like you didn't really need to make it that aesthetic, but <laughs> uh, I don't know that making Nazis cool is necessarily the best art design. However, uh, with that said, um, uh, they make really cool games. They're super not my thing, honestly, because I'm not really into arcade games in that way. Um, mm-hmm. But there's no denying that what they make is really, really cool. And that's part of why I'm kind of excited by this news. Obviously, what I want them to do is what they want to do. So I would think it's really sad if this came out because they like couldn't continue but the fact that it's because they want to move on to other things is really awesome and i think it's 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 a it's like a success story it's so it's it's really cool to see stuff in the gaming industry come to a close because everyone involved wants it to end whether it's a Mm -hmm. game series or um like a in this case a developer or whatever um and i think that's great i also heard that they don't necessarily like each other very much (laughs) um (laughs) which is is perhaps I, means that they'll both well, move on to a better working I mean, environment. I mean, after working with each other for ten years, that's possible. Yeah, my my understanding is that they've never particularly liked each other. Don't but uh, I I just that seems. I mean, I guess it could be an Adam Savage and a Jamie Heineman situation. Yeah, but I like, don't know. I don't know how you get into a making a games with a person for ten years if you don't like them. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's stuff I've heard from. I've heard other people say. Um, I feel like mm-hmm. I have seen. Rami speak to that before, but I couldn't pull, I couldn't remember a specific tweet. So I, who knows mm-hmm. it, that's between them anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, for, the for person's name definitely. is Jan Willem, uh, Nijum. Yeah. I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, they're, uh, they're Dutch. So I might've butchered yeah. that name. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's great that they're going to be able to, to move on and do other stuff. Rami has, uh, as someone who, is pretty reads a lot of the stuff that he writes and tweets and has watched his streams at times. He seems like somebody who has a lot of stories he wants to tell, which wasn't Vlambeer's 
model wasn't really conducive no. to that. No, ridiculous um, fishing had no room for a story. Yeah. Hey, but it's a damn good game, and it's a shame and a travesty that it's not available on modern platforms. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I hope that Rami has the opportunity to kind of, if if that's something he wants to pursue, he can now kind of pursue that more of a storytelling direction. Although I don't know, he may be more in, in interested in working as like dev support because that's mostly what he seems like he's been doing for a while now. Um, so hopefully yeah. there, there'll be cool stuff from them. In well, the yeah. Rami has already got like a new logo for whatever he's going to be doing. Yeah. The story yeah. behind that is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, so I, I look forward to whatever they do next. They put out a, they had like a 10 year, like, project that they had been working on but never able to like really get off the ground that you can find on itch which is cool so if, i think if you look for vlambeer on itch you can find that um so yeah that's a neat thing uh, or uh, you know a neat neat studio sad to see them go but happy that it's on their terms and that yeah, they'll be for sure. doing their own stuff because like uh Jan had made things like Minute and has been mm-hmm. working on other stuff. Like they've always been like working on stuff uh, independently yeah. of each other. Yeah. And so, yeah. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see. I guess we'll just go into the, the real big news this week, which was, I guess, the NVIDIA stuff. Right. That, yeah. I mean, there's like it other depends on who you ask, I but I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd say this, these NVIDIA, these new NVIDIA finally, uh, pulled the blanket off of their uh, nice display of shiny new graphics cards, the RTX 3000 series. Yeah. Three graphics cards, whole lot of power draw, whole lot of, whole lot of Ks, whole lot of frames, a lot of flops, it's whole lot it's, of rays. It seems like really impressive stuff that is like going to make it worth um, worth it for a lot of people to upgrade uh it's the classic thing to me of like well i bought a video card earlier this year because it there's always every time you go to purchase a piece of pc hardware people someone in your circle will say well they're gonna have in september they're gonna announce I, something I, so you I should wait i think i i probably said that to you <laughs> i yep. think i did <laughs> i was also like I kind of want a new graphics card, but when's the next one coming? Mm, and it sucks. September. Well, but it's I mean, also like if I had waited till to now, I probably would have been like, oh, okay, well, I'll buy one. And, and then when I was looking at buying them, when I'd look by someone would have said, well, the AMD stuff is coming in a month. So you well, might want to wait and see. It's, that's the problem. That, it's going to be. That, oh, that's another thing is there's, a, there's not really much of a news story here, but in Fortnite, there's a tease for the new AMD cards. Yeah. The but then, you know, the rest of that story. <laughs> February rolls around and it's like, okay, it's post holidays. I've got the money together again. I'm going to go buy one. And then people say, well, you know, there's a revision to those cards coming in <laughs> August. Super, so you may yeah. want to wait. And so it's that's, just like, whatever. That's one of the biggest issues with trying to build PCs is that there's always something yeah. around the corner. So at some point you just have to, which is what I, I did with the, this the, video card yeah. upgrade. The, the thing is everything these days is pretty fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> and like the, the differences that you're seeing are like the, yeah, in some, some ways they're substantial, but like, in most of the ways, you're still going to have a fine experience. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm fine. The the new the 3070 sounds like it's probably better than my card, but 
and maybe it, the, maybe the difference getting a better deal like price to performance with these new cards because of its yeah. second generation for the RTX right. stuff. But but at the same time, like I, the the for for my purposes, the card that I have would would, would probably last three to five years if I wanted to stretch yeah. it. I probably yeah. will get a card before five years, but again, because I've just it's a hobby, but. Um, but, but I'm not actually that upset about it. I just did. Yeah. I did think it was funny. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, these new cards seem like they're actually really substantially good. And it mm-hmm. seems like Nvidia yeah. actually, Nvidia has a reputation of every generation releasing kind of similar stuff for higher prices every time. Like they just keep bumping mm-hmm. it up and bumping it up and everyone was like, oh, these things are going to be just impossibly yeah. expensive. But well, it turned out, and especially they, with the the twenty series, it, they were not much of a step up from the no. previous generation. But they had the ray tracing stuff in them. Exactly. Yeah. Which in terms new. of in terms of just p- pure performance, they were not that different than the ten series. Yeah. It's just they added the new stuff, like you said, the the RTX stuff, which was unproven at that point. Uh, yes. So now it's like okay, it has still the RTX kind stuff. of unproven. Like there are games with it, but it's still not super widespread. Uh, they've been doing some cool stuff with it, the RTX stuff, though. Like specifically with the voice, uh, whatever, yeah, like the, the yeah. sound canceling stuff for the background, uh, all, all that all, kind of stuff. Although that they activated that for all of the previous I don't, cards. I don't, don't think they activated it, but it was but they you unlocked were, it or whatever. Pe- people figured out how to use it on previous gen cards. Uh, I don't I, think Nvidia released official support for it, but yeah, yeah. I saw a tweet that's possible like, on other cards. I saw a tweet that said something like they made it they uh, they opened it for all the cards because there was nothing actually stopping them from doing it. But I I could be that was one offhand tweet, so I don't know. Um I think they also put back some ray tracing to the 10 series, but it's just it won't work yeah. as well because it doesn't have the dead. <laughs> I tried I tried ray tracing on in control on my 1070. <laughs> no. <laughs> I no. I also think from what I have heard the uh the um voice canceling stuff for the noise canceling stuff is not I mean it runs like crap from what I understand. Like it it cuts out all the time and it's not very good. But on the that series? may be that just in general I've heard that from across the board, but that may have a lot to do with your environment too, like I don't know, uh, it might be that there's certain noise that is more difficult to cancel and it fucks it up. Yeah. Looking at the NVIDIA page, it says you need an RTX or a Quattro gotcha. graphics card, right? For there you go. Uh, RTX voice, but but yeah, so they they announced the 3070, 3080, and 3090. Um, 3070 big boy. <laughs> The 3090 is, it's a three slot card. It is huge. Three slot card, longer than an average card and taller. It definitely would not be compatible. I only have two slots on my motherboard, so it just wouldn't work for me. Well, I mean, it could yeah. go, it could, you know, it could pass yeah, out of the slot, hang, but you, it, yeah. do you have, it's, do you have enough slot, do you have other cards, which most people don't probably, no, I but don't. some people do, and do you have enough, like, slots on the back of your case? And yeah, and I don't know if I do supply. lots. Um, yeah. and the big boy is $1,500, which sounds like a lot, but it's actually not because it's also replacing the Titan. And yeah. The, yeah. the Titan started at $2,000. So yeah. yeah. Well, if that's you, what the price here in Japan is. So if yeah. you had told me <laughs> that there were these three new cards without telling me the price and said the 3090 replaced the Titan, my assumption would be it's 2000 or more. The yeah. 3080 is 1200 or so. And then the yeah. 3070 is 800 to 900. 
Nice. So yep. those and are the Japanese prices. Yeah, <laughs> the pricing spread here uh, is way is better much than better. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fifteen hundred at the highest end. Thirty eighty is seven hundred, and thirty seventy is five hundred, yeah. which is would pretty. 500 is pretty accessible for a graphics card yeah. and yeah. they they and they show the performance that, of a 2080 yeah. Ti which 2080 is yeah. like the high end crazy. from the mm-hmm. previous line. My yeah. 2070 Super was 500 and the it's it is it, it actually no performs slouch. No, nope. I mean it actually performs better than the 2080 Ti in some metrics. Um sure. mm-hmm. it is it is not as powerful as a 3070 by any means but um but but uh, their $500 price point cards are phenomenal value right now. Yeah. Um, and have think, been for last year or so. Yeah. I think the 3070 seems like a sweet spot for a lot of people. Yes. And I'm pretty interested in the 3080 for my, it's, for my upcoming build. Yeah. They, um, uh, they talked about this on the, the beast cast and I thought Jeff Backler put it really well. Um, Ron Funches was on and asked like, Hey, I have apparently Ron Funches has a Titan X, which is <laughs> wild to me, but I mean, he's, he's sure. way into, he's way into games. So cool. Um, uh, he was saying, he was asking if it's the time for him to upgrade or whatever. And they were kind of talking about it. But then, um, he asked if it, Jeff Backler, if he thought that there was going to be, if this year, if these cards might affect console sales because of how well priced <laughs> they are. And Backlar was like, man, if you're talking about the making the choice between buying a PlayStation five or buying a 3070, it's you, you it's not even a question that a 3070 is going to give you way more value over time. And I was like, wow, those are bold words. I kind I, of agree, I, but I kind of agree uh, too. And I think I was thinking about this, that, the timing of this announcement does not feel as though it is aimed at AMD for them to make a move. It feels like no. it's it's directed at the consoles. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, it's getting yeah, absolutely. It's, it's getting ahead of well, even the release dates and prices of those consoles and getting people to upgrade mm-hmm. now. Like it's it's I mean there's yeah. still a market who doesn't care about these at all, but sure. it does get it like suddenly I'm like, eh, do I need a PS5 right now? Probably no, not. Well, especially, especially if I'm buying an $800 graphics card. Especially well, with a news item that we have coming up soon. And yeah. and honestly, I, even as someone who's not going to buy one of these cards at launch, because I just bought a card, I had the same reaction because I was like, well, do I want a PS5 or do I want to in two years buy the super version of one of these cards or TI or whatever yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And cause if they're pricing these this well, that I would assume mean would mean that in a couple of years when they do a revision on these, they will be priced really well. And then, and, and it was just sort of a moment of like, I'm getting so much more value out of this stuff than I have ever gotten out of a console. Um, mm-hmm. And and it totally was a moment of like, do I am I gonna buy a PS5 or am I just gonna become one of those I mean, people who just <laughs> says Sony exclusives are great? But whatever, yeah. um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a I mean, question. I'm going to get a PS5 eventually, but it is like this year. Do I? What at, do I go for? Because I'm going. Mm. I'm going to buy. I, I want to buy something, and it'll yeah. be like the these cards are much more compelling. I just wish the 3080 wasn't a 180 percent markup here in <laughs> yeah, Japan. Yeah, that's rough. The pricing yeah. there is rough. Like yeah. twelve twelve hundred dollars or yeah, like twelve hundred dollars with tax. Hey, at least you're not in Australia. Well, where they don't even get the Founders Edition cards, and yeah. their funny money will be like five thousand dollars for a graphics card. Yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. 
Uh, but yeah, I would love to talk about the technical side of this stuff, but I'd also don't want to take uh, up an hour. Um, yeah, well, what? A, so I think one of the big things they announced that actually d- is the direct shot at the consoles is the fact that Microsoft's direct hmm. streaming, whatever it's called, is going to, which is basically increased uh, loading speeds uh, across the board because it'll help. Uh, so storage. I guess they're going to start getting it out to developers next year. So we're not going to see it in games for a while on PC. But the idea is that it just the data will load basically almost directly from the hard drive or SSD to the GPU and to VRAM, right? Yeah, and um, then it's all about it'll, IO. It'll yeah. How decompress. Many? It won't go through the CPU and like get like bottleneck but there or anything. The like only. That. Th- Thing is, and this is an interesting one, um, that only works with Gen 4 PCIe, so PCIe 4, um, yeah. which a lot okay. of older Intel stuff does not support. A lot of older well, AMD stuff does not well, actually Intel no, has supports yeah, now. Yeah, no, you're right. The, even, even the current stuff yeah, does not the, support it. The new stuff they just announced uh, this week, like their, their 11th Gen weird uh, naming weren't, scheme processors, weren't, weren't does those, PCIe. Those were laptop cards. Chips though weren't they? But they support PCIe or four. They support PCIe four. So like they're whatever the full fledged desktop versions of those are will work with PCIe four. But AMD has the PCIe four stuff right now. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's kind of a shot across the bow. (laughs) And if you're buying Intel, if you're buying if you're building a PC around one of these cards, you absolutely should buy an AMD processor. (laughs) There's no question at this point. Yeah, it's the best value. yeah, uh, I'm. It, my my thought is, if I were to buy one of these cards in two years, I would probably do a full new build because I'll have been on my current for one for about six years. Who knows what the landscape's going to look like processor wise in two years? But um, but it, were I to do it today, yeah. it would be hopefully no much question. more competitive and better. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, when I did when I built, I mean, I have an i seven sixty seven K, which uh, that that was a that was like top of the line. The best, and 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 yeah. and it was the it was the opposite. It was the totally the other way around. Where AMD oh, was yeah. like, if you need a budget option, but you know yeah. the i seven sixty seven hundred K was only like three fifty or four hundred or something, and a much better option. Um, yeah. But yeah. now it's sort of the other way around, and yeah. also AMD's got better value than <laughs> than, than Intel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I and, someday, right now. someday I would love to have a chat with someone about the GDDR six X stuff that they talked about and how they're using PAM four for it. And like, it's almost like a pulsed with modulation type thing where they're able to send four bits instead of like four values, uh, rather than two. So that means they're doubling their memory throughput, which is yeah. fucking nuts. And, super and what cool. is the mem- <laughs> what is the memory on these cards? I didn't see that actually. Um, so uh, 3070 is like eight, eight, but it's not GDR six X. It's just six. Um, gotcha. and then six X is on 3080 at 10 gigs and 3090, Jesus. 3090 at 24 gigs. The, the 3090 has 24 gigs of video RAM. Yeah, but it's the Titan. Like that's typical for it's, the Titan stuff. It, it, I guess it's, so. It's yeah. meant for like people I've been watching on like Twitters and Reddit's and people being like, Oh, I'm going to buy the 3090. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a gamer and this is going to give me the best frame rates. No, 3090 is not meant for gamers. Like yeah, if you're getting yeah. that for gaming, you're not using it right. Like, 
it's, it's, for, it's, it's for like AI stuff or yeah, it, yeah. Like I video mean, it's, rendering it's, it's, and it's a it's a it's a titan. It's the kind of thing be, if you, if you're making money off of what your video card does and you're not doing crypto, like if you are a 3D effects person, like a visual effects person, if you're doing machine learning and AI, that's the card you should get uh, because it'll be worth it. But like for gaming, no, don't do that. Let's, let's be clear though. <laughs> Nvidia would love for you to purchase a 3090 to play your video games. <laughs> sure. And and during the presentation, they were showing off like, oh yeah, it will run games at 8K 60. Yeah. Like, which, like is, they, uh, which is dumb. Well, but with, but with DLSS, so it's not native yeah, 8K. It's like their deep learning super sampling or whatever. Which is also is that actually what it stands for. I didn't know that's I, what I think it so. Yeah. 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 It's that's deep learning super sampling. Pretty sure. Yeah. Because yeah. it uses it's, AI it's to fancy, it uses AI upscaling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which okay, is apparently really good, but yeah, I, it, yeah, it looks really good. I watched the control. Video that's another. It's yeah, crazy. that's another thing that's only on the RTX cards. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to uh, buy another game this week, but I do kind of want to get that Control Ultimate Edition before it goes off sale, so I can <laughs> play it with RTX. Oh, that's silly. Oh, because you got it on console. Did you get it on console? Yeah, I played it on Xbox One X. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Anyways. We could probably talk about this thing forever. We could talk about the HDMI 2.1. We could talk about the reflex stuff they talked about and all that, but but we we can probably skip it. They look real good. Uh, If you're building a PC, you should get one uh, probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm really interested in seeing what big Navi is, but I really doubt that it'll be the same. They, they're out there talking, talking, talking to, they, they got that Fortnite thing. Like when do they not though? Yeah. Like they're, they're good. Well, they're like, I mean, they're, their most recent cards, the 5,700, the 5,700 XT are actually competitive at their price point. Yeah. Yeah. But their drivers are for what they are inconsistent. Yeah. Is the problem. So yeah, Um, their history is spotty, but but, they have been stepping up their game across the board. So hopefully that's a good sign. And on the other side of things, it is the RDNA two thing. And that's what's powering PS five and Xbox Mm -hmm. series X. Yeah. So like, you know, there's an argument to be made both ways, but for now, if you're building PC, the RTX 3000 series seems real good. That, that seems like a safe bet deal get all the you know the geforce stuff if that's what you're into the shadow play the uh you know but yeah what have you speaking but, of speaking of ps5 andre speaking of speaking of ps5 what what is uh oh sony in like an earnings call they said hey we're, we're probably gonna look into putting more of our first party stuff on pc eventually yeah. i don't know <laughs> even less of a reason to purchase a PS5. Yeah, exactly. Like that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier. It's but, if yeah. they start bringing that stuff yeah. day and date, then uh, they won't. I, don't I don't think, think they'll, they'll do ever that. do that. I, no, I, I also agree they wouldn't, but like that's what Microsoft does and that's cool, but yes. Yeah. But they also own Windows, so it'd be exactly. weird. It's it 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 was weird that they didn't. Yes. To yeah. me. That is true. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But, I, I I also would argue that if Sony wants to bring more first party stuff to the PC and I kind of am at a place where I'm like, then what about this new console is actually so unique and special and can only be done there. Um, which obviously what have you what a seen suit, the way horizon plays on the PC? Well, more than that, because yeah. more than that, I think uh, suits in a business call saying we want to bring more first party titles to the PC are not developers who are making the games who yeah. might then say, well, we can't bring ratchet to the PC. So 
Fuck uh, you. I mean, you could, well, I mean, you can say you need an RTX 3000 card and, or, you know, you need an RTX card and you need an SSD yeah. to do it. He's you need a four SSD. Yeah, I was going to say, you yeah. need a very specific yeah. SSD. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Um, it's not I don't know. I, I, this news is honestly like the least surprising thing to me ever. And I was surprised that it was news I, because they have been putting yeah. PS4 games on uh, PC. <laughs> and I suspect what this means is that, you know, maybe there'll be a kill zone collection on steam or something. I, I don't, sure. I don't sure. necessarily think it means um, new games. I think it means leveraging their PS4 and, and earlier libraries mm. to, to put, generate some bucks on, I mean, on steam. Put, put resistance I expect three to see there. horizon zero or horizon forbidden West on the Epic game store in mm. like uh, three years. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I guess. Yeah, um, if they if they get that port fixed up of the I, first I feel game. Like, like God of War would be a good PC game. I feel like potentially. that's uh yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think any game would be a good PC yeah, game. Basically, that's yeah. true. But God of War in particular uh, comes to mind for me. I uh sure. I, I think that one is so deeply ingrained as a Sony game mm-hmm. that it might be one that they don't they don't bring over like that is like core to the Sony identity. So that needs to stay on the console. Like if you want God of War, you have to play on PlayStation Horizon. Yeah, I mean, it's a Sony game, but like it's newer. So it's not like as deeply ingrained. Yeah, even Uncharted, I'm, I'm I would say. Here. I don't know. Even Uncharted has been since the PS3. So, yeah, I, I, I would I would assume Uncharted will come over at some point for sure. That Maybe. that seems like a, a that, that that seems like no brainer to me. To do. Like it's the series is done. I hope, <laughs> but I, but again, I think what's gonna what you're gonna see here. I, I think this is less like new games that come out six months later on PC. I could see them coming out a year or two later, maybe. But I think this is more like the Uncharted collection coming out on PC. And maybe if God of if yeah. God of War comes out, I would say it's probably going to be the old God of War games getting yeah. a like collector collection because those are games that people are not i mean they are kind of but they're probably not really buying on the, P- the playstation store anymore i mean much. they've given a lot of those f- um, out for free they're on right PS so now. it's a way you to, can't play to, them on pc through ps now right but it's a way to monetize <laughs> people to get them to yeah. buy those games on a different platform yeah. and a lot of us would I, I would probably buy the uncharted collection and play it on pc yeah, if I'm being especially honest, especially if you can mod it, so the blue guys at the end of Uncharted Two are just Buster Bluth from Arrested Development. <laughs> that is a sure, yeah. Oh God, my cat. Oh, Tobias. It's, it's all Tobias in his blue man makeup. <laughs> Always was all Tobias. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, it was Tobias. You're right. My bad. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that's that's the Sony non news. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Nintendo. Who boy, man, all this shit. There's there were there's most of the shit sucks. <laughs> that's in this. This, this uh, segment. Think, sure, sure. Okay, wait. Think, let's let's put let's okay. shelve the Nintendo shit. I, I we're gonna. I'm not. I don't want to talk about. The, okay, Pat wants to do this. I didn't want to talk about this. I, Pat I, wanted to talk. About I want to talk about briefly. Oh, okay, cool. The the G4 thing. I think yeah. G4 so put out this. We talked about. Yeah, we talked about G4 doing. They're like, we're coming back, and now there's like a little bit more. That's the saga is developing. They tap. They just tapped Adam Sessler to do a like talent search video, and it just sucks. Yeah. And it, and I don't want to talk about it at length because I don't want to give it air. Adam Sessler has been going on like weird brigade rants for the past year or so that that earlier this year resulted in him like 
misgendering multiple people and 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 harassing trans people and just been generally being a pretty transphobic but, piece of shit. Uh, yeah. And 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 like a lot of his peers were calling him out on it, and he was just barreling forward. And it's like, yeah, I don't know if those are his views in reality. Although he was liking some uh, tweets is, that suggest that they are. Uh, yeah, he has had he has been having like a rough year and like time of it with like personal family stuff. Sure, he has been open about which that can push anyone to like extreme lengths, but that does not excuse. But if his behavior, but if the, the extreme lengths it pushes you to is to be transphobic. What yeah, to me that no. says is that you are a transphobe, but yes. it's just that you keep it closeted and keep the mask yeah. on until you have stressors. And obviously I don't wish yeah. ill or harm to him or his family. And I, I think it's terrible to go through rough family times and nobody deserves yeah. that. But at the same time, dude's being a dick. And I think it sucks that yeah. G4 tapped him for this. And that's yeah. that was mostly the piece. And the reason I wanted to touch it is because what I have seen from a lot of people I respect is people retweeting this thing being like, well, I want to be a G4 host. See, and that's it's like, my problem with it. Yeah. Is that I see it as a marketing ploy. Like much it is. like, much, it, like it is. much like Burger King did their bullshit Twitch yes. donate $5 yes. thing. This feels like that to get influencers to spread word about this to their big ass audiences being like, Oh, I want to be on there. Like, but like, the video or whatever the thing they put up was basically like, Oh, do you want your dream job to work at G4 and be a presenter? And it was like extremely nebulous. Like it wasn't like, yeah. Oh, send in an application, send in your portfolio. Sure. And this is what oh. the position will be. It's like, Oh, do you want your dream job? Retweet and talk about G4. And it's like, well, obviously they just want people talking about G4. Yeah. And, and it's not, just to show to investors <laughs> that they can drive engagement so that they can get investors to put money into them bringing the site back. Yeah. And they're so, not, they're not going to recompense any of those influencers or whatever. No. And like, the frustrating it's, thing, it's so like I have, respect for a lot of the people I'm not going to name any names of course but I have respect for a lot of the people that I see really putting their heart and soul into sure. wanting to be a host there because I understand that they feel that it's a huge career step for them so I get that you're like on the hustle and you want to get there sure. nothing against those people but it's been disappointing to see the number of people who for their professional reasons need to do that and just not talk about the other angles on this which is the shitty marketing stuff and the stuff part where Adam Sessler's Based, turned into kind of a raging asshole. Um, I mean, I don't think you can have your cake and eat it too in this case. Like, I, I think if you're going to do that, I don't think you can also turn around, like, talk out of one side of your mouth and then, you know, talk out the other side, be like, hey, I want this G4 job. It'd be really great. And also, Adam Sessler sucks. No, I, I, I agree with you. And that's kind of why I'm not trying to call those people out as, like, yeah. as being shitty. It's just all around been a shitty thing to witness. And I think as someone who's not going to become a G4 host and doesn't want to be, I, I want to use the platforms I have to point out that this sucks and, and yeah. that the guy's a dick. Yeah. Uh, and oh, it would be great if after, if this, if he came out and was like, Hey, I'm really sorry for this. I'm working yeah. on learning or whatever. Like, I'm not saying he, he's not, there's no redemption possible for the guy. He's just made it clear at every turn that he's not interested in that. And yeah. if you don't, you can either, you, if you don't put up with his bullshit, then he's just going to yeah. like brigade you and treat you like shit and then block you. And so has, yeah, I don't know. It has, Jessica, has Jessica Chobot said anything about all, all of this? I'd be interested in Not her that take. I've seen. Uh, uh, which I, one? Which I, uh, I imagine she probably hasn't said much about it because probably doesn't want to poison her own well, but like her opinion, like she's been pretty outspoken about some G4 stuff in the past and uh-huh. I would be interested in her take on all of this. But I, I, I don't know yeah, if she's actually know. said anything. Uh, yeah, she retweeted uh, and said casting call y'all in <laughs> all caps. Hashtag G4 needs talent. So uh, bummer. Yep. 
Right. I mean, it's it's basically G four in name alone at this point. Like we don't know who's doing, or we do know. I don't know. I can't remember the details. We don't know what this is actually going to be. Like, is it on TV? Is it just a website? Is it a Twitch show? Is it, it going to be on YouTube channel? Is it a Quibi? I thought I don't know. I thought Quibi? they had indicated Quibi. Thanks. <laughs> I thought they had indicated that. Um, that that it was a, a website thing, but I could be wrong. probably. Um, even yeah. even then, websites are a lot. But what, what, what kind of website is it? Is it is it Blazeball? I, I will is Blazeball viral marketing for oh, G four. I will say if you click the link um, that's in that post, it does lead you to you, you're supposed to submit audition tapes mm-hmm. and then upload them to Twitter, Instagram, or the Reddit thread that that link goes to. Not a website, r slash g four TV, or you can email them to crazyadam at g four TV dot com. Um, mm. so I don't know. It's just fucking garbage. Anyway, we can move on. I don't. I don't want to give it a ton of air. I just no. We don't want to talk about it. There's something appealing, like nostalgic, about that four three low quality video of Adam Sessler and just like a. Wow, that looks like old X play. That's great, but also, God damn it, Adam Sessler, stop being a piece of well, shit right now. And and I think also if you look critically at some of that stuff from X play, it wasn't. I don't know. I oh, saw, it doesn't hold up. Yeah, there's, there's and, some and there's some problematic stuff in there. Like like I saw. Um, oh, what from uh, worked on Falcon Age. Really, really great guy. Trying to remember his name. I can't remember it. But one of one of the developers on Falcon Age, who's really really uh, great, um, showed a clip where they were talking about how Monday Night Combat, like the art, looked like a cheap Malaysian knockoff, and they yeah. are they were like, "Hey, they're amazing Malaysian artists. This sucked. This yeah. sucked then. This is not a like. Well, back in the twenties, you had to accept this about me. This isn't that situation. This was not that long ago, and that stuff like fucking sucked. Uh, they're." Uh, there is maybe he didn't write the review, but he did voice act it for it. You know, he did do the read for the show. So there's, you know, there's levels to all this stuff. But the the fact that it even got out there at all is just deplorable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways, we don't have to talk about that shit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. We can also. Do you want to knock out the other? piece of uh, shit people Jesus Christ. I missed this whole thing I'm, well I missed this bit so last week we talked about Lab Zero uh, developers yeah. behind Skullgirls and Indivisible uh, mass exodus of talent from the studio because of the creative director yeah yeah, Mike Z uh, Mike Z who was quote a giant piece of shit I think that's and how we put it last like, week as last week as well yeah Mike Zaymont, uh, giant piece of shit. It apparently has laid off all staff from the studio after yep. basically all their development partners cut ties with them. This is like a temper uh, tantrum move. Yeah, I mean, do you do you have a studio at that point? I guess <laughs> exactly. you, like like I guess you technically still have like a corporation and can hire new people and have a new stu- new new employees, but yeah. Is anyone going to want to work with this guy? No. I, there are, I bet there are people who would want to work with this guy. Oh, yeah. Sure. But, uh, mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we have to say anything about it other than that's profoundly that just shitty. Sucks. It's just very childish. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, like, so many people left be- specifically because he is so toxic. 
and mm-hmm. made such a terrible work environment. And then, yep. you know, the, it, rather than respond to the criticism, what you do is you lay off the entire staff of you people take your who ball did not. And you go home. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the, so of whatever percentage remaining of staff that were like, okay, well, we're not going to quit. We'll see this through. And then you just lay them off. It's I like, need health oh. insurance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's profoundly shitty. Well, and hopefully we'll never hear about him again. Uh, <laughs> ideally, but yeah, ideally, you know, you know, we're going to anyway, he'll probably get funding from like some of the shitty. I don't even want to name any of them. Shitty, uh, righty game criticism and, mm-hmm. and publications out there. <laughs> to to do something stupid yeah uh well we'll jump into what what is alex just sent a crazy frog twitter to our group chat he's back hey all back from my nap wait was that what how long has crazy frog been asleep (laughs) crazy frog Joined Twitter in April 2020, so this is bullshit. Oh, this is bullshit. This is Mr. Peanut's dead shenanigans, whatever. (laughs) I don't even know if this is a real brand account or not, or just something someone made. All right. I think it's a brand account. This is garbage. God. Anyway. God, the replies are really aggressive in the thread. Oh, I have not looked. (laughs) I mean, I didn't look on purpose. I just opened the tweet, and one of the first ones. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, the, the Shadow the Hedgehog one? Yes, that's what I was looking at. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> yeah, okay. In other news. I mean, hey, the Shadow's not wrong. Um, uh, yeah, well, you know what? I was going to talk about Nintendo, but we got one more news story that, that should be a quick one. Uh, and then we'll get to the Nintendo shenanigans. The Witcher 3. CD Projekt Red has come out and said the best game of all time will be getting a PS5 and Xbox Series X and PC uh, upgrade treatment uh, with like ray tracing and loading times and all sorts of goodness uh, thanks to the power of the new consoles. Mm-hmm. And how much will this cost you, you're asking? This game's well, like five years old. There's well, no way they can give it away for free, right? I mean, Control came out last year, and they're forcing you to buy an entire new game for that. So at least $60. They are literally holding you at gunpoint and requiring everyone who owns Control it's, to buy a new it's, copy it's from Im- the new consoles at $40. It's immersive. Do you take the bullet from the, the operator's service weapon or the, the whatever? <laughs> <laughs> that's why they're doing it. I mean, it's part of the story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, it, it, wallet. so $40, right, Andre? Uh, for, for The Witcher? Try again. Try again. I'll give you, I'll give you three guesses. $40 is your first guess. That's wrong. 69 uh, That's a nice number. I would pay $69 for The Witcher 3 again. But no. I don't know. They're, doing, they're giving like $20, $20 upgrade pass. Oh, $20. Okay, so if owners of the game, you pay $20, you get yeah, all the nice seems new. Seems reasonable, right? CD Projekt Red spits in your face and tells you <laughs> no, it will be free for everyone who owns the game. That's, that's uh, really good. On news. PC I think or, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, CD Projekt Red, plenty of problems. We want to be clear. There sure. are a lot of problems yeah. with that company, but they do write. Uh, they support their games well. Bought their games. They support uh, their games well, yes. And and I think I think it's smart because I think it's basically like it allows The Witcher 3 to be a sandbox for them to to work on all this stuff with a game that's already very stable yeah. and has has people they know people like. Um 
So I think there's benefit well, to them too in 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 using it as sort of that that kind of a testing bed and then pushing those out to the people who own the game. Yeah, and a lot of people like to compare it to Skyrim, you know, justly or unjustly. Um, yeah. And Skyrim is noted notable for being brought to every platform in the world. Uh, yeah, but sure. charging you brand new for every single time. Oh, yeah, and but people I'll, buy it. So, yeah. I'll I'll say I'll say The Witcher Three was not offered for free on Switch if you owned it on other platforms. Like what they Skyrim? do Skyrim. No, no, but I'm oh, saying okay, like okay. The, if you, the Skyrim, um, is, as I've followed it, like if you bought Skyrim on PC, other than paying for the DLC, you don't have to pay for the like visual upgrades that they've done to it over the years. It's just they put it out on new platforms, then you have to buy it on new platforms. Um, and and certainly like it came out on PS3, and then when it came out on PS4, you had to buy it again for sure. Um, but uh, Witcher there... didn't really have that. I would have to buy the Skyrim special edition on Steam with the oh. remastered art and stuff. Well, there so. you go. Never mind. I but stand corrected. I, I guess I bought I bought it as a physical thing, but it was a Steam key. So I could I could swear I have the Skyrim special edition and never paid for an upgrade, but I could be wrong. I mean, and it also is a, it doesn't really matter know. that much either. I, I bought it on discount at Toys R Us because I yeah. had my yeah. employee <laughs> discount. But anyway, which yeah, is great. The Witcher Three, uh, Witcher Three is great. Uh, it's my favorite game, and it's it's sick that they're doing all that upgrade work for you know get it running well on the consoles and even better on PC. That's awesome. Did they ever mm-hmm. announce uh, if Cyberpunk is because that's coming in PS4? Free upgrade right? to next gen. It, they did free upgrade to next gen stuff. Okay. Uh, they have not said when it'll come yeah. to PS4. It, it okay. is implied. So it, I believe it is day and date. No, wait, am I thinking of a different game? I'm thinking yeah. of Yakuza. Um, uh, it is coming to the next gen consoles, yeah. uh, but they have not given a specific time frame. They've, they've confirmed that it's going to be free. Like you don't have to buy it again. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's free, yeah. I free couldn't, I couldn't consoles. recall if they actually said that explicitly. Yeah, they did. Cool. I think part of the reason they're bothering to do this with The Witcher 3 is because it has continued to sell mm-hmm. so well, like over time, yeah. and especially with the well, Netflix definitely. series uh, this this year. Uh, it and gave it a whole new lease on life. This so this year? I, I think. I think it was, it was end of last year. It was like December last year, I think, but I could be wrong. I think th- this also, they do this with The Witcher 3, <laughs> and then they get to test the... Yeah. yeah they get to 20th. test the, into- the entire rollout of this process... <laughs> with a game that is beloved and deserves it, but mm-hmm. also if if they roll it out and it and it breaks or something or it's fucked up or they have issues, people aren't going to like melt down over The Witcher Three. Some people will because some people always do, but it's not going to be a like. It's going to be more of a like, huh, wow, that's messed up. Whereas mm-hmm. if they were to I'll, fuck yeah. it up with rolling it out for Cyberpunk, a new game, mm-hmm. I think uh, it would be, I don't, cause a lot more backlash. I I don't know that they've given any indication on when this is coming out i think it might not be till like next year and that's true I, Cy- uh, cyberpunk could very well hit before that and it could just be a thing like well we're doing all this work to cyberpunk it's Maybe. like the engine is the engine for witcher 3 and the engine for cyberpunk are similar or you know are basically the same so it's that's trivial that's to fair. do this work for witcher i don't i don't Maybe. know i'm not a developer yeah either, either way it's really consumer friendly and yeah uh, like you nice said just despite any issues that CD project red does have that's, it's a good move. I they, think they support the game as well. 
I, I think when you not to, I'm not excusing them or, or trying to dismiss the issues that they have, but I think if you look at the issues that major video game companies have had over the last, let's mm-hmm. say year, um, CD project is one of those companies and not at the top of the list for me in companies that I have the most yeah. issues with. <laughs> yeah. I think there are some rock stars and some two K's and some Ubisoft's and some riot games and <laughs> that mm-hmm. are kind of higher on that list uh, you know, for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. Now, finally, at the moment you've all been waiting for, <laughs> it, it's time for a birthday. Y'all it's, it's time for Mario's 35th birthday. For my next birthday, yeah. you're only going to be able to speak to me for a month, and then who knows if you'll ever talk to me again. <laughs> it's actually, I guess it's the anniversary, but uh, <laughs> from starting, was it the 18th of, uh, the big the big announcement here was from September 18th or so until the end of fiscal quarter, <laughs> uh, the end of fiscal year 2020, <laughs> yeah. March 31st, 2020, you can uh, buy 21. Super Mario 3D All-Stars for the Nintendo Switch, which is Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy for yeah. your Nintendo Switch system. Uh, yeah. What the fuck? I'm real on the edge of whether I'm even going to buy this thing. Like, this is... <laughs> I, I don't even really like Mario that much. Like I played Odyssey and I'm like, you know what? I, I'm with you, but I like people like this. I like Super Mario 64 a lot. That's the thing. Okay. I know I like that, that game nostalgia. a lot. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, that's the first game I hundred percented. Yep. Same. I think it's, I think same anyway. Um, but it, I mean, a lot of it is nostalgia. I'm sure. Um, yeah. a lot of my interest in the Tony Hawk collection is related to nostalgia. Um, sure. Yeah. I think Tony Hawk, obviously the remaster they've done there is really good. And I think it will be, I don't think that the super Mario 3d all-stars will be the same kind of thing, but what uh, you don't want up-resed blurry N64 uh, um, textures. Um, <laughs> Made in I just, when you look at the, all of the angles of this announcement from a business perspective, like this whole direct, I was just like, man, I think I fucking hate this company. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, on one hand, I got it. Like the other things they announced were what the the the, the game and watch, so the game and watch, the game is, and Mario. Yeah, um, Super Mario Bros. That's thirty-five. The, Wait, I'm I'm just trying to think of the which, things that end in in March thirty-first. Um, uh, and then like, I think, yeah, Super Mario got, Bros. Like, that car 35. thing, but that's not yeah, that's not that's not getting cut off. And then yeah. they had like the stuff at like Nintendo World or what? What, what, what are the stores? The, the physical it's stores? It's like merch. It's just yeah, merch. It's like, land or merch. Yeah, and, and like, to, if I think of it like merch that is specifically for the anniversary, saying okay, this cuts off at March thirty yeah. first. That makes sense. And if they are treating this stuff like that, it quote unquote makes sense. But it's also profoundly stupid and kind of shitty. Yeah. And like, it's very yeah. easy to be cynical about it. Um, I, th- I think uh, when it comes to physical goods, you have, of course, there's production. Right? You, you're not going to make the stuff. People have to buy the stuff for it to make sense for you to continue to produce it. So, yeah, um, I and think it it's yeah. fine to say we're making 10 million of these game and Mario's and then after that they're gone. That's whatever. That's just or, the way it or works. Like, like let, think of like Disneyland, right? If you go to their whatever it was, their 50th or 75th birthday and they have like the golden Mickey ears yeah. that you can only get during that year. Totally. Like that, that mm-hmm. makes some sense. Like, yeah, totally. If, if you missed out on it, you missed out on it. That sucks. And, and, but, and you can buy it still. You just will pay a lot of money for it from someone who did purchase it. 
I mean, yeah, there's always that stuff always it, of course, is, yeah. is available in reseller markets. Yes, 100%. But the, I think the thing that y'all are getting hung up on and that I agree with is that this is a digital product. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, there's the physical, well, the physical thing, which is like the collection, but then also like that makes sense. Like, oh, you're doing yeah. a limited run yeah. of the physical of the collection. That's fine. But then people went, wait, the digital version of this 3D All Stars thing is which also limited. He, he, that's the thing. Like Super Mario 35, the Tetris 9090 kind of thing. That being limited, the okay. Royale. That's okay. Sure, it's 35. It's for the 35th anniversary. I, okay, fine. I think that sucks too. It, I, I do yeah. too. But, uh, but like, I can get it. But Super Mario 3D All Stars is not labeled as a 35th anniversary thing. It's just a collection. So the <laughs> the thing I've seen going around that is not I have not seen anyone verify. I was in a Facebook thread and someone said that I was like, "Have you seen it confirmed?" Because I've seen the rumor, but I haven't seen it confirmed. And the thing they sent me was <laughs> their their response was an article saying you don't have to use motion controls with Super Mario yeah, Galaxy. Nobody, kn- I, I went, know what you're going to say. You, no, nobody you, knows here. This is all yeah, speculation. So, yeah, so the, the people keep saying and not like citing their source that supposedly like the Japanese eShop said it Whatever. that these games will be available like separately, not in a bundle and probably mm-hmm. like marked up cuz the bundle is yeah. uh, 60 for the three games. Maybe there'll be like 30 <laughs> per game. They will so, charge $40 for those games probably. So, IMO. Funny story. I'm looking at Nintendo's official press release for all of this mm-hmm. and I'd like to read you a select quote. Um, A limited production of Super Mario 3D All-Stars launches exclusively for the Nintendo Switch family of systems on September 18th, and here's the fun part, and will be available until approximately March 31st, 2021. What does approximately Approximately. mean? Uh, If they don't run, if they don't run out of stock, like the physical. For the physical, sure. If it's the limited production, sure. The the, the issue is I don't, (laughs) I, I fully think that they will do that thing that people are speculating about for sure. And I think they will sure. charge $40 for each of those games. That's the issue, though, too much. it is, uh, but it's Nintendo. So, but this is the thing. This is, why, charge this is why I'm so fucking pissed off about this whole thing. And I'm pissed off at like, anyway, they're also as part of this. They, they have uh, Super Mario 3D World Plus, right? Um Which is like a port of the Wii U version with some extra stuff on the yeah, end. And the end. They're charging or $60. That's going to be a $60 product. Mario Kart was a $60 game. Uh, Yes. And that sucked too. Yeah. That game. Why are we going to keep, why do we keep doing this without pointing out that it sucks? Like, Oh, oh, it sucks. Yeah. The the tweet that I keep seeing from people uh, is like, well, you know, I, it sucks, but it's Nintendo. I wouldn't do this for anyone, but Nintendo. And it's like, we got to stop doing this for Nintendo. (laughs) Come on. This is bullshit. Yeah, uh, that's, mm. I'm not telling anybody what to buy. I may I end up buying some of this stuff myself. But I think I think we've talked about. I think I've said these exact words on this podcast before. Where Nintendo's marketing strategy never makes sense to me. Where they just kind of bumble into successes, like in well, spite of themselves. It's it's they just have such an aggressive fan base that will basically give them a pass on anything that they do. It feels like 100. Yeah. percent I think if that's if, valid, yeah. If if Sony announced that like. I don't know. Um, the Killzone games, the the three Killzone games, were coming to 
and obviously there's not the pedigree and the, the, the history there with them, but if the three kills How are dare you, sir. to PS5 and they were charging $60 for those three games and it was only available for a limited time, people would be like, this is fucking stupid. And, <laughs> and, and it wouldn't even be a consideration. Like everyone would just shit on it and, and, and it would, yeah. and it would be a PR disaster for them. But with Nintendo, people are like justifying it and writing it off in a lot of places because there's just that fan base for them. And there's always yeah. the like, well, it sucks, but, and it's like, buy what you want to buy. I buy stuff yeah, that you're right. from companies that I don't agree with, it, but it sucks, but let's be honest, sucks, but <laughs> let's say it sucks, but, and say that Nintendo is like almost is, is approaching Disney levels of the oh, bullshit 100%. that they pull. Yeah. Uh, Cause my concern with these, I, I think they will make these games available again in the future. I don't think it's going to be on April 1st. You can buy them all separately oh, for yeah, $40 no. a piece. <laughs> it's going to be some bullshit. Like next next august they're going to be like if you subscribe to nintendo online you can purchase super mario 64 <laughs> for 40 dollars or with you can a, just with a special n64 joy con attachment exactly it's <laughs> going to be that kind of thing and then maybe in 2022 when the switch pro launches they'll be like and if you buy this bundle it comes with super mario galaxy it's going to be that kind of thing where they'll put these games back out over time, but they're not going to do it in a way that is, they're going to do it in the least consumer friendly way possible. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's, it's just, yeah. it's, it's, I don't understand I, how anyone isn't cynical about them anymore. Uh, yeah. I, I do want to say I, I'm looking at the Japanese eShop page for the game right now, and it doesn't say anything about them being, uh, being available later separately. No, I don't know where this rumor started or how or I think people why are willing to into answer. Yeah, people Nintendo like yeah. I don't know if anyone's bothered to ask Nintendo or if they're just not getting an answer. They probably won't. But I think probably Nintendo not. wants you to think you'll never be able to get them again, so everyone rushes yeah. to buy this collection. If yeah. if they're smart from and I mean smart from a business perspective, I think this would be ultra shitty. But if they want to milk people for money. The smart thing would be not to put out Super Mario 64 again and instead release a remastered version of it with new visuals, but the same level geometry that you can switch back and forth between the old visuals and the new visuals and charge $60 for that next November because people will buy that and then they've bought the game fucking twice in a, the span of a year. Uh, and that's that's what I would do if I were a, 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 a cynical uh, suit at Nintendo, and, and they eventually add Super Mario ODST and Mario Reach. I mean, at least, at least with the Master Chief Collection, Mario Galaxy Two. The Master Chief Collection <laughs> was originally designed to be an all-encompassing thing, and then it fucking yeah. sucked on a technical level. So <laughs> the piecemeal nature of it has been more of a we made something garbage and have been rebuilding it. And if anything, at this point, it's pretty impressive what it is. Yeah. Because it's really good now, and it wasn't, and it's wild that they stuck with it and made it into a really good package. This I is mean, they—I can't imagine the goodwill that would have been oh, of lost. Yeah, yeah. Like I the, mean, they should you know, the public. They should, they should have done it. It was. I'm not trying to give them a cookie. Yeah. Like they needed to do yeah. that. It was the responsible and and correct thing to do. It was the only only way forward. Yes, uh, but but also th- this is just this just reads to me as like man, fuck this. Uh, <laughs> And like I've never played 3D World, and I think I might enjoy it, and I would be interested in playing it. But I, I came to the decision yeah. this week where I was just like, I'm not paying sixty dollars for that. I'm not paying six. It's I'm not paying Wii sixty dollars for another Wii U game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck you. 
all of this being said, the little Game & Watch thing is cool. Is cool. That's Cute. the thing that I'm most interested in buying it's, out of all this, and the thing I neat. feel the least bad about. It's $50. That's kind of expensive for one game. but You, can, you know what? You can still well, buy bad. those damn Nintendo tickets on the Japanese eShop. Like Nintendo the tickets? two tickets for like a hundred bucket uh, for a hundred bucks. Oh, the, 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 <laughs> two tickets for a hundred buckets. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Yeah, you can't get that here anymore. No, you can get it in Japan though. Huh. That was a good. That was an interesting thing. The, yeah. Sorry. There was also those. It was a good idea, and they. Yep. Mm-hmm. They just dropped. It they also ha- had the Mario Kart thing. The Mario Kart thing was was. Uh, the, the, yeah. the, for people who have a, <laughs> a lot of room. A, a living room or a, yeah. a house with hardwood floors <laughs> and no you know no sunken living rooms or anything like that you can buy an rc car with a camera on it that over wi-fi connects to your switch and you have like an ar racing track thing which i don't know sounds neat i think that uh, thing is gonna kind of suck in practice when probably. i think i think a lot of adults are gonna buy it and be like i know this is a kid's toy but which I've been that person, so I'm not judging that. <laughs> um, but they're going to get it and go like, this isn't as good as playing Mario Kart. Oh, no, and of course not. It's, it's uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's cool for the very small subset of people. But I will point out that the cars cost $100 each, <laughs> which of course they do. But like, it's like, I know you got to like have the game or whatever, like the software with it. But then like, it seems like you should be able to buy the the car like separately from the software so you can get like a cheaper car to like sell more of them but oh I, they won't do that i, don't, I know <laughs> i don't know, I know that i think it's a question of i don't think the software is any part of that cost i think you're paying for the i mean you're paying for the car pretty much maybe exclusively like that software I mean, does yeah. not look particularly complex um uh, I mean, it's ar stuff yeah, and like you know it's, IoT, a racing st- thing. Like, it's you iot know. stuff which can be tough uh, let me rephrase. It's like uh, what's the uh, like the Labo stuff? Like yeah, you, know, you have to buy like the starter pack that has like the game, so that's mm-hmm. like really expensive because it comes with the cardboard and the game, and then you can buy other packs. of so, the, like the Labo that's, stuff um, that's without the, the game. For the cheap. contrast that I'm more trying to draw, I certainly think that the tech is impressive and and probably difficult to develop. So not not taking anything away from the developers, I guess what I'm saying more is from a content perspective, I don't think that there is. I don't think that game is chalked full of like, it's not like you're buying a copy of Mario Kart and also no, this car to go yeah. with it. The The software is yeah. going to be pretty thin, I think from a yeah. what's in what's on that cartridge. So yeah. my point is more you're paying for the technology, which means that it doesn't matter if they it wouldn't, they wouldn't necessarily knock off $20 and not include the game cart, you know, like I don't think you're paying yeah, an yeah. extra $20 for the cartridge. You're paying $100 for the the package, the technology. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Like I mean if you they went put out a camera on that car and like, Yeah, they look, exactly. They look yeah. good. Uh so, yeah. yeah. If you went out and bought just Spyro and not the full uh Skylanders thing, you know what I mean? It it, it, it we just wouldn't tell yeah. you need. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Anyways, okay. I think fine. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, as if fine that is this is like kind of what i've been saying about like the nintendo direct situation this year though is nintendo can drop whatever they want whenever they want for their their first party stuff and it like they can do it whenever because they could 
they could have said, and this Mario thing is available today and people would have lost their mind and they would have all bought it. And there would have been very little discussion of, hey, it's kind of fucked up that this thing is like on sale for a limited time. At least people are talking about it at any on any level, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that. because there is this there is this gap, like a two week gap or, you know, week and a half gap before it comes out. The people are going, hey, wait a minute. This seems weird. They've also just muddied the messaging too. Like, um, like on the the store page, it said that you would have to purchase for for the collection. You'd have to purchase Joy-Con separately to play it on Switch Lite or to play Galaxy on Switch Night Lite. They may have fixed it, but it's it's to play with the motion um, controls. Yeah, because still you can play without screen. motion can, controls. Right, right. But but they didn't make that yeah. clear on the store page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. That when when they first listed it, they later clarified that. Um, and yeah. you can use the touchscreen, but they did make it sound like it does not run in handheld mode on the like store you, page you, initially. Yeah, because you can play with the pro controller. Right, right. Play, yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. It's 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 all muddy and weird, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of it's. <laughs> All of the manu- all the console manufacturers are making me in different ways go. Maybe I do just want to upgrade my PC forever and say fuck this and just play PC games. Yeah. <laughs> not that the PC doesn't have its share of controversies at times, but just give me Metroid Four or Bayonetta Three, and then I can rid myself of this awful system. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just I just want to play those games. It's and just then I can not I, think about the Switch ever again. I can't think of the last Nintendo exclusive that I really super friggin' adored. Like I liked Fire Emblem enough. That's good. It's Breath it. of the Wild for me, really. Um, I didn't and I didn't really like Breath of the Wild that much. Yeah. Like, I appreciated it. I just didn't really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Um I didn't finish didn't, it for what it's worth. But I didn't like Odyssey. <laughs> uh um, in, in hindsight I really uh, I at the time I thought it was charming, but looking back at it, I would never it's, boot it again. I don't think it's fine, but um, it, it's like thinking back on Odyssey. That was like my first full Mario game, and that makes me go, I I don't think I want to play this, you know, 3D All Stars collection. Yeah. But then I also said the Avengers beta was a steaming pile of doo doo, and then I bought the game like this seventy dollar version to play it three days early. So. Yeah. Who the fuck am I to say? <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I guess ring fit technically I was, I thought was cool, but I, I am, I th- ring fit for me. Um, initially I thought it was awesome, but because of the lack of accessibility and customization options that yeah. are there, I think it kills the whole package for me. So it's basically worthless totally. in my, which opinion. I, I think that is a very early criticism we had of it as well. But yeah, yeah. Uh, like links awakening, Andre, you didn't like that. Uh, oh no! It we, was, we, we, I thought that was terrible. We we all fell off of Mario Maker two. Yep, pretty yeah. fast. I, it was uh, yeah, it was fine. But like again, I'm I guess I'm just not a Mario person. Uh, Smash Bros. Uh, Ultimate. Uh, I like I like up, Smash Bros. I, but I, I don't like check in. I on like it, like it but I don't think it's. I'm not. I don't love it. <laughs> yeah, Animal Crossing. Anybody? Uh, well, I mean, we're also talking about games that there's there's two people on this podcast that are not here today that are yeah. The, big the complete 180 of hey, what we're if saying. they were true Nintendo fans, they would have been here. <laughs> I, I don't want to take, I don't want to pick on for, for I, what it's worth. It sounds like Origami King is pretty good, so I just um, haven't, I haven't played it. It sounds the like, writing is really good. Yeah, uh, everything else is like the writing and the art is nice. Uh, playing it is eh. 
Yeah. Like I, I haven't touched that game in like over a month just because I, it's, eh. yeah, I think, I just think they're, and, and I, I don't, I want to separate to like opinions about the games that they make. Like I was just very disappointed in fire emblem, for example, but the difference is in opinions about the games that they make are one thing. And I respect people who say, no, I love fire emblem. Even if I thought it was not very good. Mm. And that's a critical conversation I'm willing to have. And like, I don't have like, I I, I have tons of respect for that. What bothers me more than that is the people who do not, look at their business decisions and say, wow, I'm being fucked right now. This sucks. If you go through it, it's fine. I mean, I'm a Disney plus subscriber. Disney does this more than <laughs> any company on earth. So I'm, I'm not saying there's something wrong with you if you still buy the product. Um, but there is always this like justification that happens around Nintendo stuff from the fan base that I think is like, you're getting yeah. manipulated here <laughs> into this stuff. Um, and we all do it sometimes with certain things. It just seems like the way that it's so consistent every time Nintendo does almost anything, it's like kind of shitty anymore. Like the only non shitty moves this year were animal crossing and paper Mario from a like, Hey, these are new games and it's fair to charge $60 for these brand new video games. Um, but like, putting out Pikmin three again for 60 bucks. And I see people earnestly saying that that's like great and yeah. they're happy about it. Like what? <laughs> um, I, I mean, yeah, a lot I of people, well, I think where a big part of that comes from is that people like, especially with the Wii U did not play the games on the, we did not buy a Wii U did not play a Wii U. So it's, there isn't that, connection of like this is an old game it just feels like a brand new game so 60 sure. bucks doesn't seem that unreasonable mm-hmm. I, I see where you're coming from though I, I you know I, think I just think if they saying, put if, yeah. if they put out Uncharted 4 on PS5 and charge $60 for it again um, I think people would be like wow this fucking sucks in a way that is a lot more honest than <laughs> I tend to see with a lot of that Nintendo stuff um, sure, but there's also this, no like you can get you will you will presumably be able to play uh, Uncharted Four on PS Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah. way to get these games. Not a direct on, parallel. Yeah, yeah. There's but I think no that makes way it to worse. Get these games. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, look, it's, look a, per, it's a hostage situation. But look at Persona Four yeah. Golden. That's twenty bucks. Exactly. No, that's the next example of how you do it right. Was that right? twenty dollars like, at launch? Oh, yeah. you mean on PC? I no, it was on, like, fifty dollars when it came out on Vita. On yeah. Vita, it was like and fifty. Yeah, but now it's like twenty. It's like yeah, yeah which is also, perfect. That, yeah, there's a if, lot of added content there, but yeah. If Nintendo, yeah, no, and I, I even think when they put it out on Vita, that's a different story to me in a lot of ways. But regardless of that, like, yeah. if they were saying that Pikmin Three was coming to the eShop for like twenty five bucks or something, I'd be like, sure. yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you fine. ported it and. That's fine. I'm not saying don't charge for your games, but when you do something like add a few hours of additional content on the end of a game like Super Mario World 3 or Super Mario yeah. 3D World 3 or whatever it's called, and charge Super 60 bucks for World. it. Yeah, Super Mario 3D, 3D World. World. And charge Bowser's, $60 for it. It's Bowser's like, Fury. And we don't know what Bowser's Fury is. Maybe that's a whole oh, service Fury. game or something. But a loot-based <laughs> Mario game. I, I just, I'm very cynical about the, the way that they re-monetize this stuff um, again and again and again and charge for it. I mean, it's it's like the control thing almost, except that it, it, I guess it's fresher for people because there was a, there's a direct path from PS4 to PS5 
and there isn't a direct path from Wii U to Switch. But if we're if yeah. we are and we should be shitting on on five hundred five for doing this with control because it sucks, I think that 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 Nintendo should get the same kind of criticism um, when they do this this crap. So I don't know. Hmm, yeah. Well. Uh, I think that's all we got to say about Nintendo this week. Uh, and I think we're going to come in well below three hours this week. Wow. Nah, man, let's go back to the Avengers. So tell me all about... No, just kidding. I can't. I mean, I can talk about it. <laughs> Finish that thought, Finish that thought Alex. <laughs> um, tell me all about Nat... I don't, that's an Avenger, right? Well, she... she Natasha swing. Romanoff. Oh, sorry. Uh, she... Black Romanova, Black. actually. In, in <laughs> They call her Romanoff in the MCU, but the, her name is Romanova in a lot of comic books. I'm... It's weird. I only... I have not okay, read a lot nerd. of Black Widow comics. I just read a, a run of Black Widow comics before um, Avengers came out. But yeah, I mean, she's awesome. She has her alt. She takes out like a staff, and it's like an electrically charged staff. And um, uh, she has like uh, a she stun dart. She has guns. That's the big thing. She just have. She just has guns. Um, there's a she boss fight. Butt. There's a. <laughs> <laughs> she does have a butt. Uh, uh, you know, I I was watching Captain America run. I thought, you know what? That's America's ass. He they yeah. they, they they modeled his America's ass fairly well in that game. Yeah, not. There's a range of butt types, and I think in a game where you have to stare at the butts for like hundreds of hours as you grind out content, I appreciate the range of butt types and the range of butt options available because you really get a wide a wide swing. Um, with the exception of Kamala's butt, because she's a minor, and I would never do I would never look at a minor's butt Wait, in that. She's way. a minor. Yeah, she's in high school. Oh. She's a, yeah, she's a teenager. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought she like was sixteen ish. Uh, and they also don't do anything nope. to sexualize her whatsoever, so don't worry about that. <laughs> and let's not yeah. start here. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's why I disclaimered that. The other butts, though, fun to look at. All of the Alt legally, legally uh, of-age butts in yes, the Avengers. Are, 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 are there is a, butts. Uh, speaking of, uh, <laughs> there is a mod for Crusader Kings 3 that makes uh-huh. everyone nude all the time, except <laughs> the minors. Well, that's good. It's on the Steam Workshop. That it covers their genitals with like a fig leaf. I really can't. I really can't express enough. If you like The Sims, you really should check out Crusader Kings because Crusader Kings Three is very much like The Sims in, except it's like the social system. It gets rid of all of the like uh, needs management the, and building yeah. and I've, blows out the social stuff. I've also heard it compared to 90 Day Fiance. I don't know what that is. Neither do I. It's a reality show. But reality oh. TV. I, I think God. it was Danny O'Dwyer that said it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like Danny O'Dwyer. Well, he knows about a lot of weird stuff. Anyways, we don't have to talk about this shit for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a precedent we might. to set. We might later. Uh, uh, all right, well... That is going to do it for episode 137 of the Gaming Fix podcast on September 5th, 2020. I have been your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. your partner's favorite chicken chaser. I feel like I might have used that one before, but oh well, I should have made a list. 
If someone Time wants to go, to go back, back through and like 50 listen episodes, to, yeah, go back and listen to every episode for us, then uh, I don't know. You can email us and maybe you can be on the show for a little bit. You can email us at gaming at fix.space or you can fo- follow me on Twitter at coolslaw, uh, C O O L S L 4 W. Pat, where can people find you? You can find me at PJC Plays and. We'll probably stream something this weekend, um, either tonight or more than likely tomorrow. Um, not sure what that'll be. Might be more flight sim. Might be some Avengers grinding. I don't know. Okay, and Alex, uh, you can find me just skating through the warehouse. You know. Okay. Yeah, maybe a variety, a variety show, like some Tony, some Crusader Kings. <laughs> Some Tony, Planes. some Tony, some more Tony. We need we need another game with a Tony in it, so you can do Tony, Tony, Tony. I'm sure I could is find there, a Tony. Is there a Tony in, the in Tiger Crusader Kings game? <laughs> There's got to be. We could play Formula One 2020, and I could play as Antonio Giovinazzi because he's probably still in the game, even though he's not driving. Um, and then we could play Crusader Kings. There's got to be an Antonio somewhere in Italy that you could play as in Crusader Kings. Okay, then there. If we're going with that rule, then there has to be something in Assassin's dance. Creed. Uh, but you can't play as any Tonys in Assassin's Creed. Oh, playing as fair. Yeah, right. yeah. You got to right. play as Tony. Name the Tony, Tony hour Tony, is fifteen Tony, minutes Tony, Tony, of Tony games Street. of fifteen minutes a piece of four games that have where you play as a Tony. Fair. Okay. You are allowed to play games with character creators where you name yourself Tony. That is that is accepted. Oh. Well, but shit. you got to say it's a me, Tony, every time you walk into the room. <laughs> oh, uh, 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 what was the name of the main character in Vice City? Oh, that Tony? Uh, Tommy. Isn't it? Oh, Tommy? Yeah, it is Tommy. You're right. Tommy yeah. Versetti. Yeah, it's yeah, Tommy Versetti. You're right. Damn it! If you could get a mod that puts a Microsoft <laughs> Sam voice in, so they say Tony instead of Tommy. <laughs> you can play scenes. the Rugrats games for PS One. Oh, shit. Wait, isn't but that that's Tommy? Tommy. Oh, you're right. What the it's fuck? Not Tommy. I, got, I, I got thrown off with Tommy. God, oh. yeah, it's Tommy. It's oh, the best. God, of I just embarrassed myself. Cut this from the podcast. <laughs> oh no, I was gonna be thinking about uh, Tony. if you just search a video game Tony, it's just Tony Hawk. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I did course. the same search. <laughs> what? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Uh, no, I just you're allowed to play Anthem because they're all Iron Man in that game, so they're it's spiritually they're they're Tony. Uh, all right. Anyways, well, <laughs> thanks for joining me, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week with more discussion of the news, uh, the games we're playing. Hopefully, I'll have some delightful Crusader Kings or Wasteland stories to tell. I don't know. What is it? Oh, Star Renegades is out this week. Ooh, oh, that's damn. what I'm going to play. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's I want to stream about. Crusader Kings with someone. That's that's what I want to do. Oh, that sounds like fuck. Cool to play. Be I just realized. What? 50 Cent Blood on the Sand. Tony Yeo. Yeah, yeah. you're right. And and isn't Tony Yeo in, in one of the Def Jam games? Maybe Probably. Not. Sorry. That's great. Sorry no, that's derailing. great. That's great. But you have to get to the part where you play as Tony Yeo and you can only stream that sequence none of the times when you play 50. <laughs> play some Scarface. Yeah. Actually, wait, anyway, wasn't well. Tony Yeo what the co-op partner who the co-op partner plays as? <laughs> Isn't that how that works so, in that game? Maybe. So you, 
have to get someone else to play so you can join their co-op game and only play as Tony and stream it from your perspective. I hear I hear that uh, emulation of that game on PC is alright. Oh, you can play that game online for sure. Don't, yeah. don't well, even worry about it. <laughs> Alright, well, we'll set up Tony, Tony, Tony. Yep. Uh, I sent a podcast image to the group chat. So uh, extra life, <laughs> extra life, twenty twenty one. Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining me, Tony, and uh, I'll see you next week, Tony. Have a good one, Tony. Tony out. <laughs> Bye. Bye.